Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey, who is once again a white horse widow, and Megan, who is finished marking all her final exams, and I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for that. Uh, the Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Um, it's been a while. It has been a while. We were... There's busy things happening this weekend, so we couldn't record this weekend. It's Monday, June 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our last day of classes. Oh, God. Praise heaven. I'm just so happy. Sorry for all of our other teacher friends who teach, like, elementary and stuff. Oh. Sucks to be you guys. It really They does. have eight more days with kids. Mm, I don't envy that at I have all. zero more days with kids. I and zero more days of work because I've got all my work done. So. Uh, oh, God. See, I'm not even close to being done all the work. But. I worked really hard this weekend. And watched a lot of baseball, but mostly I worked hard. Um, now you're rewarded. Now I'm rewarded with what's going to probably end up being like eight days of sitting around watching The Office on Netflix and like reading stuff for next year. I love that. It's great. Um, but we were just before we hit record, we were talking about how recently the Stanley Cup playoffs ended. And <sighs> while it was only eight days ago, it also feels like a friggin' lifetime. It does. I'm already so adjusted to not having sports on TV. Yeah. Like, I come home and don't even turn my TV on at all, and it's kind of amazing. And there's no sports, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, how long ago was that? And you look, you're like, oh, that was last week. Mm-hmm. Last week. The last time I cared about anything <laughs> was last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even care that much. I, I cared probably more than you did, I think. You 100% care more but, than I did. But, yeah, like, all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, it's over. Yeah. What? crazy and the basketball is done now so I don't have to listen to the guys at work talk about that anymore and the Blue Jays are kind of terrible so they're not talking about that Mm. so all in all it's a good time it's it's pretty great (laughs) I can't complain um but we talked a little bit yesterday um via text about like the expansion draft and stuff yeah and the list that the Oilers released that was incorrect by the way on oilers.nhl.com I know um but first of all um Sidney Crosby won the Consumite Trophy, uh, much to the chagrin of a lot of people, because um, Malcolm probably should have got it. Um, not that Crosby wasn't good, because he's always good, but I would say that Malcolm was probably better. Um, I'm really glad for a lot of reasons that uh, Jake Gensel didn't win, because I think people's brains would have exploded, exploded had he won. I think that that's always going to happen when you have a hockey writer's voting, rather than It'd be interesting if it was the players themselves. Yeah. If they had to vote. Like the players from the Vanquish teams. Hmm? You know? From oh, it'd be Carlson for sure. Oh, then, I think. absolutely. Apparently he got a vote, um, which yeah. rarely happens for someone who gets eliminated in the third round. Um, so someone voted for him. And like rightly so, because he was the reason they were there. Um, which is so funny because Sidney Crosby was not the best player. No. In the finals, even. No, but that's the difference between um, the NHL and the, like the NBA because yeah, the yeah. NBA is like a Finals MVP, and then the Smythe is like all of the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean Sid was good. He's always good. But Malkin was better. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. So that's that. So that's over for another year. No, not a year. Because the uh, expansion draft happens on Wednesday. I'm legit excited for the I'm expansion li- draft. Yeah, the whole process is interesting. It is. So yesterday, the NHL uh, released the list of 
protected and exposed players from every team a half an hour later than they said they were going to, because of course they did. Um, so, like, get people on the West Coast up at 7 o'clock in the morning on Father's Day, no less, um, only to have the lists be late. Um, classic NHL, really. And incomplete at times. Um, and incomplete, because I looked at the Oilers list, uh, Kelsey sent me the link, and she was I, confused because Brissot uh, wasn't, wasn't on there. the list, and I was like, well, he has to be. And so then I asked a question on Twitter, and I was like, didn't every team have to expose a goalie? Mm-hmm. And the answer, of course, is yes. But the list that the Oilers posted didn't have the left off Dylan Simpson and the two goalies. And I wasn't oh, crazy. Wasn't I wasn't crazy, but man, did I get mansplained <laughs> about that one. The goalie, you're looking at the wrong list. I'm like, it's the official list from the team. How is it wrong? It's not my fault if it's wrong. Anyway, yeah. I was annoyed. You, well, rightly so. And that was too early in the morning for me to be not annoyed by something like that. Oh, God, I know. I'm I'm mostly excited for the expansion draft because it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, this is a new phase of history of franchises just starting. Mm-hmm. And to be cognizant of that happening is always really exciting. Yeah, well, and also just to see what's happening because, like, George McPhee right now, the GM of the, the Vegas, whatever they're is called. Is he already crazy? I don't to think, Vegas, whatever they're called. I, well, I couldn't remember the Golden Knights, right? Yeah. It's Someone just, on Twitter uh, is already calling them VGK. And I was like, I hate all of those letters. Yeah, together. they're terrible. They're terrible. Um, so that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so I would I would rather they were the Las Vegas Knights because LVK isn't quite as bad as VGK. And it also or would look better. Just be like VE. No, it can't be VEG. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> It's gotta be something. Um, and so, George McPhee, their their GM, he holds pretty much all the cards, I think, right now. Because the deal with, like, the protected and exposed list is that, like, he's got a 72-hour window to decide who's going to take off of these lists, right? Um, Do you think they've already made up their minds? I think in some cases, yeah. But I also think that he's got deals made in principle with a whole bunch of um, people from other teams. Right? Like, I think he's already got deals made to not take certain guys and to take certain guys, and what he's going to get is instead he's going to get to trade for draft picks and whatever. You think so? Yes. Oh, absolutely. So what would be the advantage, then, of even doing the draft? Well, the way that it has to work, because otherwise Vegas is just going to be a garbage team, right? Because they're going to have a bunch of minor league guys and, like, rookies, right? Yeah. And so they have to have roster players. And so every team leaves their, um, has to leave guys exposed and, like, anybody who's on a, a UFA contract. Yeah, but um, everybody on that list is garbage. Yeah, but, I mean, there are guys on some other teams, like James Neal out of Nashville, who's not a bad hockey player. I mean, he's True. not great, but he's better than a lot of guys on a lot of other teams. And so there are some pretty good players that have been left exposed, and the reason that they've been left exposed is because their contracts are up. And so one of the things they have to sign, um... 20 of the 30 guys that they that they get out of this draft have to be under contract for next year. So they have to take guys who are under contract. Okay. Um, and then they can take they can take someone who's a UFA and sign them to some kind of deal. Because they have to get to... I can't remember what percentage of the cap floor, like, right off the bat. Oh, I think it's gotcha. two-thirds of the cap floor. Like, there's a gotcha. whole bunch of rules, and, and it's, there's a ton of moving parts. Um, but McPhee basically said yesterday when he got the list that, like... Uh, there was no real surprises as far as he was concerned. And, I mean, he maybe he wouldn't say if there were. But there's no real surprises. And if the GMs want to keep their rosters intact, he'll wait for their call. And so mm. he's willing 
He's willing to make deals. Okay. Which I find really fascinating. So, like, I mean, I've seen a bunch of stuff on Twitter, people talking about, like, how maybe they'll take four goalies and then make some trades. And then do some signs and trades. Yeah. And maybe some, like, UFA sign and trades and things like that. And so right now, McPhee has, like, all of the power. Right. Which I think is awesome. That's really... I didn't think of it that way. I only thought of how shitty a situation that could be. Oh, and it could be terrible. Because they used to... Like, I remember... um, I think the Ottawa Senators, if I'm... Remembering right, I think they won in their first two seasons, like, 26 or 27 games combined. Like, they were just god-awful for the first couple years. The Sharks weren't much better. Yeah. Um, And they came in the league at the same time. Um, Well, you've got no development, guys. You've got nothing. And so that's the other thing. Like, they've got to start building a farm system. They've got to do all that kind of stuff as well. And so um, it'll be interesting to see, because I was looking at some of the lists, and, like, um, the Red Wings left, I mean, like, Nicholas Cronwell's unprotected, and he's not maybe great anymore, but I think he's I think he's UFA at the end of the season. It's um, a great veteran. But that's addition, exactly though. it. If you want somebody who's got a little bit of experience, experience in the yeah. league, um, the Sharks obviously haven't re-signed Marlowe and Thornton, and so they're both on the list. Oh shit. Um, because both their contracts are up. I, I mean, and and that's the thing too. If like if Doug Wilson wants to keep Joe Thornton, he'll make a deal. So can Thornton not sign? Does he have to wait to sign till after the draft? Uh, yes, because, well, he didn't have to, but what they had to do then, um... But you can only have so many... You can only protect so many right. players. Okay. Right. Um, I keep my f- forgetting that. My favorite thing about... My favorite tweet that I saw yesterday was actually from, uh, Wyshynski, where he was like, congratulations to New Jersey Devils for finding eight skaters to protect. I saw that, too. <laughs> I, I laughed like, pretty hard. Oh, <laughs> um, Taylor. They're so bad. Like, <laughs> so I've been surprised bad. that list wasn't just, like, Taylor Hall times eight. No. Um, well, like, Taylor Hall times seven and Miles Wood, because... I like Paul Murray. Um, but anyway, it was, I just thought that was really funny. Um, and Vancouver's list is awful. Yeah. This is their team is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes down. So Wednesday they're releasing, I think that they're doing like two awards they're giving out and then they're doing like the first five picks and then another couple awards. Yeah. And then the next pick. So, so again, my question is for those players who are <coughs> going to be drafted, is Vegas giving them a heads up the day before the telecast? I think you would have to. I would assume, right? But I don't know for sure. I mean, I guess if they... Well, I guess, yeah. Because it's just like a draft where you don't know. No, but I guess if they're signing guys... Because like, that's the other deal is, is if oh, they're only taking 20 guys that are um, under contract and they let's say their other 10 are um, new signings, they would have to have made those decisions because that's yeah. part of the draft process as well. So I would assume they would, those guys would know right. ahead of time. And then there was question about whether or not Fleury was actually going. Well, and that's just it. Like, because, I mean, he's been left unprotected. They've protected Matt yeah. Murray until he's unprotected and, and whatever. But this is sort of the thing, is what people are suggesting, is that maybe um, McPhee will take a bunch of goalies, like yeah. four or five, and then Trade make some them. deals for draft picks and stuff. So there's a really good chance that the, the that Vegas could have, like, 20, 20, 22 draft picks this year and next year. Right. You know, like, just to... Jesus. Yeah. But they have to, right? Like, and they can, they're they not necessarily going to use them all. Because they don't have all. any sourcing, yeah. And they're not necessarily going to use all those draft picks, but they can use those to package them in deals to get That's players, fair, yeah. right? So, um, I think the whole process will be really interesting. Because they've changed the rules since the last expansion to prevent some of the stuff that used to happen, like, it where teams were garbage. Changes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But do you think that puts Golden State... Golden State... <laughs> Fuck me, I'm tired. Vegas in an unfair advantage? 
I don't think so because it's not like and see this is the thing that's been bothering me most of the season with like Oilers Twitter particularly and all the speculation about who they're going to lose in the expansion draft. Have you looked at the list? We're not losing much. Well, and that's exactly it. Like, there's a couple guys on there that I'm like, <laughs> like I cannot, I'd like to keep Dujar. Like, I can't believe they protected Zach Cassian, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of rolled my eyes and let it go. Um, I can't believe they didn't protect Connor, um, <laughs> which was really funny yesterday, <laughs> oh, too. Um, but, like, yeah, the Oilers, it's not like they left Jordan Everly unprotected. Mark Spector, I think that was Mark Spector who said that. David Staples, Jim Matheson, I don't know, one of those three idiots said that that would be a good thing to do. Would be to leave Jordan Everly unprotected. Uh, couldn't carry either way. I would prefer to trade him away and get some back. True. Rather than just lose him just outright. Lose him yeah. For no value. No. Um, I was kind of hoping that he was going to get traded this weekend while he was on his bachelor party. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm salty like that? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I think it puts Vegas, I don't think it gives them an unfair advantage because it's still, they're not getting like the Phil Kessels and the. True. The Alex Ovechkins. Also, are they... They're pick- getting, like, the James Neals at best, right? Are they picking in this year's draft? Yes. They're what? picking sixth, I think. Okay, so they didn't even get first. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Devils still got that. The Devils still won that I privilege. Know. That was exciting to watch. It was really great. Um, and so that's this weekend. So that's Friday. Mm-hmm. So that's why the expansion draft is first, and then the right. entry draft is on Friday. And then free agency is... Next week, Saturday, on July 1st. Yeah. So this next two weeks are just madness. Um, one of the guys that writes for, for the Oilers rig, he sent us a message last night uh, to me, one of the other guys, and he's just saying, like, here's all the things I have. He's like, I'm going to write a little piece about Connor winning the Hart Trophy and, you know, McClellan winning the Jack Adams and whatever, just in case it does happen, then you can just post it when it does. Okay. Which is a great idea. Yeah. Um, but he's also got a ton of content about the expansion process and this and this. So, like, we've got just tons of stuff coming out. Okay. This week, which is good. I'll have to read it. And I have done zero of the work because I've been so busy. Well, yeah, you have a full-time job that never ends. It's true. It's kind of sort of ending. Only to pick back up again. But, like, yeah, it never ends. It'll end when, when it's all done. Well, I guess tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, but then, then I'll summer have some school. Time. Then I'll have some time. If you're in summer school. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's what's happening this week and next week in hockey. Um, and, of course, on the Oilers protected list because you can't unprotected guys with no movement clauses unless they agree to waive them is of course Milan Lucic and they're like I get it but ugh I hate it because <laughs> I'm sure he could take his grit and swagger to the desert and do just fine and people wouldn't hate him I don't know because there'd be no expectation that's the thing you know fair but like he talked a real big talk he did talk a real and he did not walk a real big walk no that's really all it is. Yeah, and it was really disappointing. Yeah. Well, because, and I guess because of the circumstance of all of that was part of it as well. Just like... Can you believe it's almost been a year? I know, I was just... It's, was just, it's just, like seven, what, seven or eight days short? What was that, the 29th? 29th. So, ten days. Ten days, yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> is that what, is that what our, our episode's going to be that week? Just <laughs> crying? One year. I mean, I'm gonna have to, I should write something. I should write, like, a... Like, you know how they do, like, the in-memoriams in the paper? <laughs> it's like, it's been a year since you... Here's definitely, oh, definitely gonna do, do it. it. Yes. Oh, let's do it together. Okay, perfect. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Because I'll have nothing to do for those two days, because our marks are due the Wednesday. Perfect. It's just G-chat. All right. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and then we'll read it out on this thing. And it, just it be real be, embarrassed. It may be long enough that it's just published into a manuscript. <laughs> 
It's possible. Chapter one. It is possible. Uh, the number of words I've written about Taylor Hall is embarrassing. I haven't written words. I've just thought them. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. That's something to look forward to. Not next week, but the week after. Um, so, yeah, that's that. That's the sports. That's the end of sports. Hey? And, oh, no, we've got a bunch of sports, stupid sports questions Question. later on. But that's okay. We'll deal with those. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a top five I do us. have a top five. And it was something I was thinking about at work today. Because um, it was the last day of classes, and so we had shortened, shortened blocks, so they were only an hour long. We had a long lunch, and then we had something going on at the end of the day. Oh, what? So jealous. Uh, I would have rather had full <laughs> classes. I could have done something useful, I think. I watched uh, the stress relief episodes of The Office, the both parts one and two, twice. Like, that's the one where um, Stanley mm-hmm. has a heart attack and, like, the fire drill. The, that, those are, and then, like, the roast of Michael Scott. Oh, my God. Just the best episodes. I love those. Um, and then I watched uh, episode two of Band of Brothers and the Ooh, other two blocks. nice. It's great. So that's I, all I did today. I bought $100 worth of goodies from Costco. You're way nicer than me. That is 12 giant bags of chips. Three crates of two-bite brownies. Oh, yes. And then random cupcakes that didn't get eaten at a doctor party this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) They brought two that were a little warm and a little gooey. And we watched blocks one and four wanted to watch Fresh Prince. Nice. So we watched two episodes each. And then just hung out. Perfect. Had some real good conversations with my kids, though. That's awesome. Like, they were like, I thought they'd just be like chilling at their desk, like not wanting to engage with me. But especially block three, like six of them came and like crowded around my desk. Oh, and nice. Just, like, shot the shit. It was really cute. That's such a nice feeling. Yeah. What a way to end. I know. It was really nice. Now we have two weeks without them. Yes. I know. And it was so funny. One of my <laughs> students was like, can we follow you on Instagram now? And I was like, now is fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You have a locked account, don't you? I do. Oh, yeah. I don't. So I was just like, get ready for some quality Instagram stories. They're pretty quality. They're pretty quality. Although um, today's were super sad. Did you see my great shot of the moon, though, in my sunrise? I did. Oh. I did. Phenomenal. Fr- friggin' 5 a.m. <laughs> God. <laughs> Goddamn Chris. Um, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, so, yeah. So, because it's the end of the school year, I was sort of thinking about this today, about, like, things that kids say in class that are just the worst like just annoying so it's like your top my what are your top five least favorite things that kids say not like swears or anything like that but just like just like comments things they say mm-hmm. that make you want to scream do you want to hear my five i would love to hear you i'd love to hear one. your five okay first of all can i bring it tomorrow no the due date was today motherfucker just fucking bring it today oh <sighs> <sighs> Um, but my mom checked it, and she said it was good. That's nice. That's nice, but no, it's not good. <laughs> and your mom is not an English teacher, and you didn't have a thesis. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> Can I just do it at home rather than do it now? No. I mean, you could, but I'm not going to mark it, so don't waste your time. <sighs> Did you finish marking my essay? You handed it in yesterday! <laughs> and can we just watch a movie today? Which drives me crazy because every time we have a text that has a movie, I always tell my kids, oh, we're going to watch it. Because for, why not? Yeah. Let's watch something. And for a lot of kids, visually understanding it, especially if they're poor readers, yeah, really works for them. For me, the, the part about that question that's so bothering me is, can we just? Yeah. Oh. 
The justice. The justice room. So my my least favorite, and I don't know if there's any order to this, but these are mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Okay. Um, did I miss anything yesterday? No, we just canceled. We sat here and cried because you weren't here. I was very uh, worried about mourned, you. We mourned. We wailed. <laughs> we had a wake black. just for you. <laughs> we sat. What is it? Shiva. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, you guess you missed something yesterday. Um, my next is, is this going to be on the test? Well, yes. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not this exact phrasing, but yes. But this skill? Yes. Concept, whatever, yes. Absolutely, you need to know it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to learn it, don't care. Yeah. Um, That's two. That is two. I also really dislike when they say, when they come in, don't say hello, and there's like, what are we doing today? Yeah. Oh, Good morning. Thanks for acknowledging my presence as a human being. Or just, like, making eye contact. Oh, God, yeah. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, the what are we doing today? Mm-hmm. Followed closely by, can we just have a fun day today? <laughs> what an insult. Um, like, no, you have a test tomorrow. You have an exam that's worth 30% of your mark in three days. We can't just have a fun day today. Yeah. You wanted just a fun day. Why didn't you stay home? Mm-hmm. Um... That's really annoying. And it's the just. It's the just. It's not... Yeah. That, I don't know what it is about that word. It really, really bothers me. Yeah. Um, and I think my least favorite, though, is are we doing anything important today? Because it always is followed by me asking why and then them saying, well, because my physics teacher or my math teacher or... I got the student union thing, or we're doing this thing, and they need in another class, like in phys ed or whatever. No. This is a class you need to get your diploma. Yeah. You don't need physics 30 to get your diploma. Mm-mm. FYI. The deprioritization. Is that a oh. word? I've made it a word. Of I think it is. Humanities is mind-boggling. So frustrating. And that's all I teach, right? Yeah. And so when you teach the course that they need to have to graduate, and they're like, oh, well... Are we doing anything Suddenly important today? Suddenly they don't care. Yeah. And my and I guess like the number six, if I had a number six, is like, if I say, why are you doing math homework in my class? <laughs> yeah. And then there's like, well, I have a test or I got to study for a test. I'm like, did you study for your social test in your math class? And if the answer is no, put that away. Yeah. Because they never would. No, they never would. It's infuriating. I know. But it's over now. It's over. And it's going to pick back up again in like two and a half months and then we'll just have the same... The cycle never ends. The cycle never ends. But how I, you know, organize it in my brain (sighs) is I'm done with this headache. I look forward to a new headache. Getting a bit of a reprieve. Yeah. And then it's a new... That's a really good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Like a headache or, you know, sinus infection. Whatever. Some kind of anything. (laughs) Some lingering (laughs) Lingering pneumonia in my chest. I was going to say Lyme disease, but then I remember that's actually some pretty serious shit. So, um, but yeah, like it's just, and so like it's the end of the year and it's great and I'm really happy, but yeah, even I had a kid who on Friday, Friday, Friday asked me if he could rewrite an exam that he had failed on Friday. Yeah. He asked me on Friday if he could come in today and rewrite this exam. Mm -hmm. So I found another exam that's roughly equivalent to the one that I had given him and took off a couple questions and stuff we hadn't covered and you know, was, had it ready to go. Doesn't show up today. Ah! So that 41% that you got on that unit exam, my friend... Was really worth a lot to you. Stick in there. Jesus. And it dragged his mark down considerably. Oh, I can imagine. From, like, a 53 down below 50. Like, we're shooting for the stars here. 
But anyway. Um, yeah. That's so frustrating. Very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Um, but I was, yeah, I was just thinking about that today because, like, and today when my kids are like, are we doing anything important today? The answer was pretty much no. <laughs> and that's okay because it's that day. But it's like a random Wednesday, the day after a unit exam. Are we doing anything important? Um, Yeah. We might we have be a new unit because we had the exam on the last one yesterday. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Like, it's very frustrating to me. That is true. And I'm trying to, like, let go of all that because I, especially for me, I'm, Temporary. I'm leaving this school. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, my students were really great students and really great people. Like, it's so many less headaches than I've had yeah. previously. So I'm really trying to frame it in a positive way. But there's just one kid. <laughs> I was just like, I'm so glad you didn't come today because I cannot handle your shit. So thank God. Is that the kid who, like, the hates everything? Yeah. 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 Just the worst. Like, it's astonishing how many 16-year-olds are jaded, cynical, want to watch the world burn. That's why... Especially for my class, because my personality is so not that. No. If if someone was going to be like that in my class, I could see it. Because I'm a little bit more... But you, you are so much better at engaging with that type of personality. Where for me, it's like, if you're not even going to try, then I'm going to shut down. Because, like, why am I wasting my energy on you? That's fair. I'm not going to challenge your personality because you want to be challenged and I don't have the attention for it. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like that that just doesn't, that type of combative just doesn't work for me. So I don't think from the start that he and I were a good personality fit. Whereas for me, I would be, I would see that as a challenge. Yeah. To like break the shell. And you'd be like, what's happening in you? Yeah. And for me, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's bugging you? For me, it was like, why do you hate me? <laughs> oh, yeah, and see, and I think that's the thing, too. Like, when you... I'm is, nice. I got my 10-year letter from the school board. Um, oh, shit. Last week or the week before or whatever. And it was funny because when I got it and I opened it up, and then I remembered the day that I got my five-year letter was the day that I was told, like... There's no job for you here? Yeah. <laughs> at another school. And so I was like, ah! And I was like, what terrible thing is going to happen today? But my house didn't burn down and get in a car accident. I was like, okay, we are all good to go. Um, but it's funny because I think if, as you do the job longer, like, you kind of put that out. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly... If kids don't like me, I'm like, yeah, good. Whatever. I don't like you either. But I have a job to do and I hope you can accept that. Yeah. But it's hard not to take a person sometimes. Oh, yeah, especially because he would write me those snide comments and quizzes. Like, give me a break, dude. And I, like, talked a lot with his mom, who's also a teacher, and she was just like, yeah, we're having a really tough time at home. Like, it's not it's not you. It's all the classes. Like, whatever. It's just like, God. I was, last week, I was helping a friend of mine who teaches grade five. I was marking some math tests um, for helping her, and it was, like, about decimals and fractions and, and stuff and making the conversions between the two, and some of her kids were really good. Some of them did not understand, like, anything what was going on. Like, they had to convert, like, 0.35 into, or, like, no, 35 out of 100 into a decimal, and lots of them wrote, like, 35.100 and things like that. Like, so they understand, oh. kind of, but they didn't really get it. Okay. <laughs> But this one, one of the questions, one of the problems at the end um, was to add up how much it was going to cost to buy, like, juice and something else, including taxes. And it said very specifically in the question, including taxes. This girl, who's apparently a bit of a, a sassy pants, um, <laughs> I was trying to, but was like, she's only 10, I can't be mean about it. Um, she, uh, she didn't read the including taxes part, so she added, like, she multiplied in the GST 
and then did the addition. Mm-hmm. And then underneath her answer, she's like, um, she wrote her answer, and then she's something, she's like, GSC isn't even taught until grade eight, so whatever. And so I was marking the test. Um, <laughs> and I read it, and I was like, I kind of like this girl a lot. But then I wrote as a comment on her, I said, I said, you actually missed the part where it said including taxes. And I, like, circled it and pointed <laughs> to it. Uh, and I handed it back to my friend, and she just cackled. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I was like, grade five already, huh? Wow. Sassy so, whatever. You're like, sassy, meet your match. <laughs> if I had been one of my kids who had done that, I would have destroyed them. Yeah, and, and I... made them cry. I wrote a rude comment back on that quiz, but then he never showed back up. Oh, that's so unfortunate. I was just like, oh! But then I talked to another teacher who, like, knows his family, and she was, like, even trying to have a conversation to him. Like, this is, like, if you want to act like an adult and express adult opinions, then I wanted to have a convo with him and be like, you've clearly got some things to say. Yeah, because what did he say on that quiz? What is the point of uh, my education except rote memorization? How does this prepare me for life? And oh, right. Like, and then, but, but it wasn't even rote memorization. That no. was the quiz. Yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> like, one quarter of it was rote memorization. And if he was in class and did all of the work that I l- held their hand through, he would know exactly what it was. Yeah. Like, that was the easy part and should have been free marks. Really. Yeah. But he didn't do it. But he didn't do anything. Oh. And I wanted to have that conversation with him and just be like, you know, raise your concerns. Yeah. Don't be a passive aggressive yeah. butthole. <laughs> I like that. That's as salty as I'm going to get about a student. Yeah. Because they are, they are children. We and have to remember that. Yes. I know. But clearly he wanted to engage. Yeah. He felt like he felt like he was a bit better than everyone. Right. And that he knew more. Yada, yada, yada. But I can't wait till he's like a bag boy at a grocery store because he can't get a real job because like can't get a, an adult job because he is combative and yeah thinks he's above everything. Mm-hmm. And it was just because you know you know that's gonna happen, right? Yeah, and you I know, talked to world. someone else who who teaches him and, and knows the family, and she was like, "Oh, you would be absolutely wasting your time even trying to have that conversation because he has no interest in even." Yeah. Coming down to your level to have yeah. a conversation. Ugh. So I just like I freed myself. I let it go. So so what you're telling me is that you spent this semester being condescended to by a 16 year old. Yeah, pretty who, much for whatever reason. Is this as bad as like the, the men's rights activist you had last year in your class? Was that it was um, was it as as much of a struggle? No, because that guy was very vocal last year. Yeah, and but there were some. I think undiagnosed things with that where he he had no idea social cues like he could not pick up when it was appropriate to speak and when it was not appropriate to speak from anyone like he did he just had zero awareness of that so I think there was some other things happening there this guy just never said anything and just treated you as if you were a ghost like a non-person oh so as soon as I picked that up like first month Mm -hmm. I'd check in with him like you okay you understand the instruction he'd be like "Mm mm-hmm and then he just wouldn't do anything and I'd be like at this point, this is your choice. Yep. Walking away. I'm helping people who actually want my help. Which is kind of a freeing thing to be able to do. Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> I would have just picked at that kid until he relented. And yeah. I would have maybe made him cry. I take a lot of satisfaction in making I boys cry. I did make a girl cry. I know. I'm so proud oh, of you. I, I love it. I hated it. I love it. I hated it. It was not good. Oh, I'm. That's like a goal of mine every semester is to make one kid cry. And it's almost always a boy. 
And that's just, to make it like an 18-year-old boy cry yeah. is a very satisfying feeling. I would have felt better about it if it was earned. But it, like, absolutely was not earned. What was she crying about again? Well, I, I wanted her to move down a stream to Dash 2. Oh, right. Because she came, she's the one who only writes in sentence fragments. Oh, right. And did no work to rectify that. Okay. Zero work. Zero effort. I don't know how she thinks she's going to improve because she's at like a 50 and she just refuses to go back to dash two. And she just thinks that she's going to be in sciences and all of her marks, I think in math, she's like 61. Oh yeah, that's not happening. Like it's not happening and she's in 20 right now and she's taking all academic courses. She has no options. Right. And she's doing all eight courses next year. Oof. Oof. And I was like, well, how? Like, tell me how, like, how are you going to improve? Because you're not doing the work that I gave her extra grammar stuff. Because I was like, if you want to do a rewrite of this, you need to show me you can do the skills first. Yeah. You need to do this package. And you can come and we can walk through them and we can look at a key together. Like, we can do it together. She never did any of it. I threw out the lifeline to her. Nothing. And so... I said, like, how, like, no, tell me, how are you going to do it? She's like, well, I'm going to work harder. And I was like, no, That's what not... what steps are you going to take? Yeah. And she burst into tears. Oh, perfect. And I was just like, oh, God. She's just taking way too many courses. And I said, you need to even take seven. Yeah. Like, why are you taking eight? It's crazy. It's crazy She's like, well, I go home and I study for two hours and it's not enough. And I'm like, well, then you're taking too many courses. Yeah, no kidding. That's Step crazy. One. That's crazy. I almost made a kid cry today. Because he can't write. Oh, 50% yeah. guy? Yeah. It was mm. not good. I felt a little bit bad. Because I had to just be like, buddy, you're not a good writer. And, and not everyone's a good unself-aware, right? Oh, so, un- so unaware. Yeah. yeah. Another kid was concerned because his mark, as it's displayed right now, says 59%. And he's like, I need a 60. And I was like, ah, I'm sure it'll get there. I got some more marks to put in. Yeah. And you can just... Yeah. Change it to 60. Right? And he's worked... And, and I mean, he got 60 in the final or whatever. I can probably change that if I want to. Um, but the one that I was very proud of this year was one of the kids in the social 30 class who would leave every day for like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And one day he came back in and I said, can you go in the hallway for a second? I need to talk to you. So he goes in the hallway. And it's important to know that he's like six foot nine. And I'm six feet tall. Like, I'm tall, but I'm not that tall. And I made this boy cry because... I said to him, I said, if we added up all of the 15 minutes out of the 80-minute period that you miss every day when you leave, and I don't say a single word, yeah. so let's do a little bit of math. So we pulled out a calculator, we did all the math, and he had missed, up to that point, the equivalent of seven classes by leaving for 15 minutes a day. Wow. And so we talked about the consequences at a real job and all this kind of stuff. And I said to him, I said, if this class is too hard for you, there's nowhere for you to go. You need this course to graduate. Mm-hmm. If this is too hard for you, you're going to have to figure out a solution because I am tired of offering one. He just, like, didn't say anything and didn't say anything. And I looked up at him and then there was a tear rolling down his cheek. And inside, I fist pumped. Yeah. And outside, we had a conversation about what was really wrong. And it was other things. But Yeah. Such a satisfying feeling. It is when the when it's earned like that. Yes. When you're, like blatant disrespect yeah. you're doing things that put you at risk like yeah. bad choices yeah oh, I just man everyone listening to this is gonna think that we hate our jobs but we don't we love we our jobs don't. and this is the thing too like that kid who didn't come to write his test today or whatever if they understood just like a little tiny bit of how much extra work it is for us to do those things 
And also, we want them to follow through yeah, so badly. Yeah, I don't want to have to phone your parents and be like, oh, by the way, so-and-so fucked up again. Yeah. Like, we just want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. And when they don't, after we do so much for them and care so much for them, oh, it's so frustrating. Like, having to call home and be like, oh, by the way, your kid is not doing well and this, 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 and this is not a conversation I enjoy having. No, it sucks. And I really hate making those phone calls. Me too. And I don't think they understand that. No. And, like, the only time I can make those phone calls is, like, around dinner time. And so that sucks. Because yeah. then you gotta go home at dinner time and be like, oh, by the way, sorry to sorry to interrupt your nice family meal, but um, let me tell you about little Johnny. Let me tell you what, ha- what happened on this last test that we wrote. You got 41%. Yeah. Yeah. God, that sucks. We don't hit our jobs. We really love them. But we oh do. Oh, my God. Sometimes it's super shitty. It really is. And so now, this time of year is nice to just have that, like, decompression and downtime. Yeah. And that reprieve from all that. Yeah. Tension all year. The best part of final exams is that you don't have to give them back. Mm-hmm. There's no feedback required. I don't have to you just spin make through. comments. Just roll through them and be done. And it's so great. Yeah. So great. I'm so excited for it. Can't wait. I'm not excited to mark all 141 or whatever it is, but. That's a lot. It is a lot. Okay. What you do we have think? next? Your thing. Um, presents? Kelsey's, no, Kelsey's garbage. Oh, my garbage. Um, not, oh my god, it's been so busy lately because my husband was finally home for a while. But I managed to watch last week, just spit all over my phone, that's super great. <laughs> I'm sure my phone is also contagious now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this three-part, I have no idea who put it on. Um, but death comes to Pemberley and it is an imagined sort of after story. Apparently this author writes these books. I don't know, but it's based on one of these books. It's the characters from Pride and Prejudice, but six years later. So, um, Darcy and what's her nuts? What's her nuts? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. (laughs) Thank you. Are obviously living at Pemberley with Georgiana. And they have a son. And essentially what happens is... Oh, God. I should have written the names down because I've already forgotten them. Who's the bad one who goes off of Lydia? Yes. Yeah, Fitz, I think so. Fitzwilliam? Fitz, no. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. Do, do you want to know how many times I've completed Pride and Prejudice in my entire life in Zero. any format? Zero. Because it's fucking terrible. It is fucking terrible. But this was really fun because it paints him as a total womanizer and cad and essentially he and his best friend get into this situation where his best friend dies okay. and over the three episodes they're each like 56-ish minutes long you unravel the mystery and of it's like of how he died of how he died <laughs> like who kills Jason Blossom <laughs> kind of <laughs> sorry it kind of is and <laughs> what I really sorry. enjoyed is Elizabeth really drives that. Oh, it's a oh, it's a P.D. James novel. Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm looking it up right now, because now I'm curious. And the cast was excellent. Just excellent. Like, Matthew Good plays, is it Fitzwilliam? It's Fitzwilliam, um, Wickham. Wickham! Yeah, Wickham. Matthew Good, Matthew Good is, Matthew is, is, is George Wickham, and uh, Matthew Reese is Fitzwilliam. Darcy, Fitzwilliam. that's his Darcy, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was confusing those two. Um, and the woman who plays Elizabeth is in this really great show, which I'm also forgetting the title of because I'm so fucking tired. Um, also on Netflix, that was about like, oh, Bletchley Park, that was about the women code breakers. Right. 
that only went two seasons and I'm absolutely devastated because it was a glorious show. I might rewatch it. Um, but it was really fun. And what's her nuts? Also forgetting names. <laughs> oh my god, this is brutal. From Doctor Who. Oh, I don't know. God. She plays Lydia, and her performance of Lydia is absolute perfection. Jenna Louise Coleman. Yes. Her name. Utter airhead. Yeah. Ugh. Over the top. Ugh. I know, but she was brilliant. Yeah. Good. It. it was really fun. So it's funny that you're talking about this because I went to see um, Sense and Sensibility. Mm-hmm. When it was playing at the Citadel Theater. I love that film. Um, I've never watched it. Um, so I've the only Jane Austen that I've read is Persuasion. Because um, it's not awful. I'm trying to think of which one is Persuasion. That's with... I can't remember the character's name. Um, is she the one that has to be persuaded into marriage? Because she had a thing with the captain, with Captain Wentworth, like, before. Yeah. And then he had gone away, and now he's back. And they're older, and she's, like, an old maid. She's, like, 28 or whatever. Isn't she, like, the matchmaker for everyone? Maybe. And she can't see that, like... Perhaps. They're a perfect that match. Maybe, maybe that or is. Or is that Emma? No, that's Emma, I think. Because Persuasion's much darker. It doesn't have that, like, light, airy, whatever. Um, but I went to see Sense of Sensibility um, at the Citadel. And at intermission, I said to my friend, I was like, I am very surprised that somehow English civil society didn't just cannibalize itself. <laughs> With, like, all of the trappings of, you know. Yeah. Because it really should have. And there should be no... It shouldn't still remain. Like, it's a ridiculous thing. It is. All of it. It's just insane. so crazy. Um, like, talk about a rigid class system. But, like, the only... The only thing about, um... Jane Austen's stuff that I like... And, like, it is persuasion. And that's because it's that little bit darker... Whatever... Um, but her stuff is just, ugh. Charlotte Bronte is way better. Oh, yeah, and Emily Bronte? Mm-hmm. So much better. George Eliot? Like, there's just so many, so many better authors. Um. The Prime Prejudice film that has Keira Knightley in it is really beautiful, though. There's no possible way. And I'm not a fan of really Jane Austen's stories, but I think there's been really beautiful films made up. Like, the Emma Thompson Sense and Sensibility film is judged by Ang Lee. Oh, um, there was a mini series BBC. See, this is how I got introduced to Persuasion. Um, uh, my friend and I, my friend Reva, who we've talked about many, many, many times on the podcast, we should have her on here at some point in time. Um, she came. I was going to a wedding um, with of a friend in Vancouver, and so there's myself and a, another couple friends. We were going, driving down, uh, and then Reva and I have a friend who lived at the time lived in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So we went. She came with us. Um, I just dropped her off at friend's place and you know whatever and went to the wedding and they did some stuff and then like after the wedding was over went back and I was staying with with Reuben so the friend and on the one night um our friend Kelsey wanted to watch Persuasion because she was like in this Jane Austen sort of spiral and we watched it um and I was like oh this isn't terrible but it's because it doesn't have that like light and bouncy like yeah society feel it's um yeah it's Captain Wentworth and Anne Elliot and she's 27 Mm. Oh my god! So she's old and unmarried. Oh boy. Um, and it, according to this, they had been engaged. They had been engaged um, in eighteen oh six, and now they meet again, both single and unattached, after no contact in more than seven years. So it's like oh, interesting. Yeah, but it's and it's still there's still like some lighthearted bits, but it doesn't have that same. I'm also just not a fan of Austin's writing. No, it's I find so... it at times incomprehensible. 
Um, Mark Twain said a really great thing about Jane Austen. I'm sure he said a lot of great things. Um, he said something to the effect of, uh, he wished, it was a shame that she was dead, ultimately. (laughs) (laughs) Because, but, because he'd like to, but because she's dead, he would have to dig her body up and beat her over the head with her own leg or something like that. Like, it was amazing. Um, and not that Mark Twain is, like, the best author ever either. No. But I just think that's really funny. That's super funny. Um, but it's, like, I remember studying, I don't know if you ever did, but I remember doing, like, Great Expectations. We did that in grade 11. Um, and, Dickens. Yeah. Oh. And my friend, Lee, but I'm just thinking about, like, those sort of, like, pieces, you know, that, like, oh. those kind of classic. And I remember doing that in grade 11. <laughs> my friend Lisa, she only got to, like, the end of chapter three and just stopped. She's like, I can't do anymore. I've tried to read A Tale of Two Cities three times. Oh, and right. I only get past the carriage stuck in the mud. Yeah. Which is like the first seven pages. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I just so, can't. Well, and in Great Expectations, at the beginning, you find out how violently Pip's sister butters bread. <laughs> um, very violently, by the way. And then you learn, of course, like, that Like, was a machete? Like, what does that mean? It, it sounded like a really broad-bladed knife, so yes, maybe. Um, but it's just like how much, just how much force she puts into buttering this bread. Because the bread's so hard, and she has to, it, it's oh. a very, it's a very, like, vivid description. Okay. But then you find out, of course, that Dickens got paid by the word. Yes. And so it made sense, you know, to do that. But, like, when people talk about, you know, that they love Jane Austen, or they love, I'm just like, how? Yeah, I don't really get it. Um, or, like, how they love Dickens. Like, I like, I do very much like A Tale of Two Cities, but I wouldn't say that I love it. And I like the idea of Dickens and what he tried to do with his writing. Yes. But I don't enjoy reading it. Oh, it's a tough slog. Yeah. It's that carriage. You're the carriage, and the book is the mud, and that is it. Like, <laughs> and I just give up. My wheels fall off. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I feel that way with Jane Austen. That's, that's my... Yeah. So when you were telling me about Death Comes to Pemberley, I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. But then you told me who was in it, and I was like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. So I'll probably at some point in time this summer watch it. It's just a really fun watch. Like, Matthew Good's really... I really like him. I've That's watched wonderful. that dumb movie Leap Year with Matthew Good so many times because Same-sies. I love him. That Same-sies. movie is so bad. I know. It's brutal. And, like, the geography in that movie is incomprehensible. No <laughs> <laughs> like, I get that there was... So, I guess we're going to talk about this. Okay, do it. So, and this is funny because the movie came out, like, 2009, 2010, whatever, and then I moved to Ireland in 2012. Um, so, I'd seen the movie before, right? And... Whatever, and then I went to some of the places that they filmed, and I was like, this place isn't that place. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> um, anyway, so she's flying to Dublin, and then there's a storm, and then they get rerouted to Cardiff, I believe. They get rerouted to Wales. It doesn't really matter if it's Cardiff or whatever, but they get rerouted to Wales. I'm assuming Cardiff. I'm looking. I'm looking. Because what other city is there in Wales that would have capacity for, like, giant international... And then she what? hires a boat to take her to Cork. Yeah, she gets on a, a ferry that goes to Cork, but somehow they end up in Dingle. Except Dingle. here's the problem. Cork is on, like, if you're looking at a map of Ireland, Cork is, like, at the bottom right corner. Okay. Kind of. Like, more to the center, but it's, like, down. if you draw a line straight down the middle of the island, yeah. Cork is, like, to the right of that center line. Okay. Gotcha. Dingle is, like, around the corner and, like, <laughs> up the left-hand side. Quite a ways, actually. I went there. It's a beautiful little town. Um... It's got a great name. It does have a great name. And there's a peninsula, the Dingle Peninsula, which is just all of the jokes. Um, and there's a great ice cream shop there called Murphy's. Oh, I remember you talking about The sea salt the ice, sea cream. Salt it's ice great. cream. It's a wonderful... Right. And Dingle's a wonderful little town. So then she ends up there. But there's... Like, that ferry was blown off course, like... 
Dangerously. Dangerously. Like, they should all be dead. (laughs) There's no possible way they should have made it through that journey. What if they're dying and it's a Jacob's Ladder situation? Maybe, maybe. So then they end... So she ends up in Dingle and she meets Matthew Good's character. Yeah. Um, And then he... He uh, needs money, and so he's... Oh my god, spoilers for the 2010 film Leap Year. <laughs> so he needs money, so he says he's going to take her to Dublin, it's which, like, I've driven from Dublin to Dingle, and it's not that... It took them, like, three fucking days to get there. It did. It was... It's not. I mean, yes, sure, the car ended up they in the bottom of the water. Some of the way. Because she's an idiot, but, like, even still... And, like, they should have been able to catch a bus or a fucking train because the bus still... Like, anyway, whatever. But then it wouldn't be an unrequited love story. Oh, God, I know. And then, and then, and then, like, when... At the end of the movie... I'm just going to spoil the whole fucking thing. I don't even care. At the end of the movie, when they're standing on what is supposed to be some cliffs, which not the cliffs of Moher, because those are further north... They're supposed. They were actually filmed it on like Inishmore, which is one of the Aran Islands, which is spectacular, mm-hmm. but is not the same as Dingle. Like the landscape is very different, and I was just yeah, anyway. So then when I went and I saw, you're like, what the fuck? I was like, this isn't what. I was like, none of this is correct. And then when I figured out where Cork was in relation to Dingle, I was like, wait a minute, how the fuck? Like I can understand if their plane had been like diverted um, to Shannon mm-hmm. instead of Dublin. And but then, what if she was just dumb? Well, there is that. Because she <laughs> thought she could go to Ireland and propose to fucking Adam Scott and everything would be okay. And nothing's oh. okay when you ask Adam Scott to marry you. So. Oh, I know. Yes. You hate Adam Scott. <laughs> he was so really bothers me. I find it so funny. Because that's how I feel about Tobey Maguire. I can appreciate that about Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I get it. But just Adam Scott, every all of it, everything. I want to look at Adam Scott's stupid, um, stupid face, filmography. Because his his face is really dumb. He's got, he's got I would like I'm to point to find out, a good movie. Oh shit, he was in First Contact. No way. I would like to point out um, that there's been. Wait, a, you didn't like him in Torque? That there's been one more Adam Scott joke than the Chicago Blackhawks scored in the playoffs. Oh my god. Done. I had to do one oh more. I had I had, to, I had to cap it off. Because this will be the last time we talk about the 2017. Oh my god, I can't find a single... A single good movie that Adam Scott's in. Because <laughs> he hasn't been in any good movies because he's not very good. Jesus Christ. Um, Legit. Well, he he's, he's good in TV. He was in Step Brothers. Oh god, I can't stand that movie. No. Can't oh. stand. He was in The Aviator. That was a good movie. I still haven't seen it. That was in my I hate Leo DiCaprio face. Oh, it's a good one. I liked it a lot. Oh yeah, he's in terrible movies. Like real terrible Like really movies. bad movies. I did he was in um Sleeping with Other People, which that's if a, I remember that's right. Good. Yeah, I that's what like Jason Sudeikis, right? But yeah. he's a piece of garbage oh, with a terrible gross mustache. The worst. Which makes it even worse. Which is part of the reason why I don't like him because every time I see him in something where I'm like, Well, this isn't terrible, then he's either He's got a dumb mustache. Or he's a douchebag. <laughs> like either or. There's no Or they're the same thing happening. Yeah. Now he's been in really nothing good. But even just listen to the titles of the movies he's in. The guilt trip. Sea Girl Run, They Came Together, Krampus, Other People, Fun Mom Dinner. Like, all of these sound terrible. They, yeah, like, not movies that we would go watch. The Most Hated Woman in America, yeah, because that sounds like something I want to go watch. Oh, my God. Who is it about? Um, oh, it's got Melissa Leo in it. Oh, well, it probably won't be terrible. It's about 
Madeline Murray O'Hare, an atheist activist whose efforts led to banning vital Bible readings in public schools and her kidnapping in 1995. What? Oh, crazy. Shit. Um, the most hated woman in America. That tells you an awful lot. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, he's been in just really bad stuff. He has. Except for Parks and Rec. I'm sorry, Adam Scott. <sighs> sorry. Anyway, I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got here either. Just like I don't know how they got from fucking whales <laughs> to dingle on a ferry. It's the oh, same thing. It's the same <laughs> narrative flow. Oh, man. Anyway. You know what else I watched that was um, kind of growing on, which I hated in theaters, is Doctor Strange. Really? I might I have to watch re- it again. I rewatched it. And. I think the visuals work better than I... I think seeing it on a smaller screen actually helps, which is strange because it's a very visual movie. Yeah, interesting. And I'm just... I just don't <laughs> like the character of Doctor Strange. Either. No, I don't, I, I don't think you're supposed to like him, though. He's kind of like, in a lot of ways, he plays off as an anti-hero, right? But there should be something empathetic in him that you... Nothing. ...care about. No, and, it, and he was such an asshole in the beginning. Yeah. That, like, when... He broke his hands. You're like, well, sucks to be you, buddy. Also, it was your fault for texting and driving. Yeah. <laughs> like, really. Um, I watched last night half of it. I didn't finish it because I was tired and then I thought I should probably go to sleep and it was like quarter after one. Um, War Machine <laughs> on Netflix. I've heard kind of good things. So, have you seen Burn After Reading? I haven't. Okay. Indeed. Same vein? Same, kind of, yes. So, if you enjoyed Burn After Reading, I feel like you'll really like War Machine. And if you didn't like Burn After Reading, you'll be like, this is the, the dumbest movie in the world. Okay. Um, Brad Pitt is phenomenal. See, so I was talking to my friend Malcolm about it, and I was like, I heard it's a dark comedy. And he was like, well, it's about the war in Afghanistan. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair. Um, I've, I'm, and I, I put it on Twitter last night. I was like, so. I'm watching this, and I can't decide if I love it or hate it, but Brad Pitt is so good, and he is. Like, he's Which really good. Which is the same good. as Burn After Reading, I think. In a lot Except of ways. Except for that sex chair, which <laughs> is, like, burned in my brain. And I don't really remember what the plot of that movie was about. Oh. Except seeing him die. So, George Clooney, wasn't George Clooney, wasn't George Clooney a spy? <laughs> wasn't George Clooney a spy? Or John Malkovich was the spy. I don't know. John, I don't John know Malkovich in it, and George Clooney was in it, and right, and yeah. Francis McDormand. Yes. But there was like all these inter- Cohen brothers. But there's all these intertwining plot lines, yeah. and they all sort of converge. And then um, Brad Pitt is like, "What's his face at the gym?" And he's just so great. He's so great. Um, and then he ends up because George Clooney thinks that he's having an affair with his wife, wife and ends right. up killing him by accident. Because like, he opens, just surprises him. Yeah, he surprises, yeah. opens the closet, and shoots him dead. Spoilers. <laughs> P.S. I don't know. The movie's like five years old. I don't care anymore. Um, more than five. More than five. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah. don't know. Also, I think like the Lion King still came out like ten years ago. So well, like that was ninety four. I'm well aware. Yes, <laughs> I I'm no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So I was watching War Machine last night, and it was in- very interesting. It was kind of fascinating stuff. So I'll probably watch the other half tonight when I go home. Oh, it's it's just a film. Yeah, it's for on, some reason I no, thought it was a series, but it's like a Netflix movie. Right. Yeah, and it's super entertaining. Do you think it's good enough to get Brad Pitt into the good graces of society? I think so. Okay. I it watched... seems like post-divorce, there's a cloud Ugh. hanging over him. Which is just dumb. Yeah. Who cares? I watched all three of the Oceans movies also very recently, because they're also on Netflix. And I'm not, like, a huge fan of Brad Pitt. He's great in them. I really like George Clooney a lot. I like George Clooney's voice. And, like, I feel like it doesn't matter what character he's playing... 
his voice, like, he's got enough gravitas to, like... Pull you in, To yeah. pull you right in. But in those Oceans movie, even in 12, which is really a bad movie... That's my favorite one! Oh, I like, I like 11 the best. Oh, I love 12. Um, I remember watching 11 once on CBS, and they, like, didn't show how they committed the heist. Because you know how what? at the end... It was, like, edited for time, and I was like, but... That's... That's what, what you take out? It was very bizarre. Um... So someone seeing that for the first time would be like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was ridiculous. Um, remember when they had to edit for time on TV, and now they're just like, well, whatever, it'll run seven minutes over. Nobody will care. Yeah. Um, or it'll just be a four-hour slot. Yeah, all of the commercials. With eight minutes of commercials in between. Um, but yeah, he is, Brad Pitt is so good in those movies. He like, is. that character, for him, like, that's just perfect. Yeah. And there's just a hint of, like, the self-hating. Yes part of him that I think he does really well. But he's also got that, like, frat boy aesthetic that works for part of the that character. Swagger, yeah. yeah, so good. He's so, so good. I think he's brilliant in Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Like, that movie kills me. I hated pretty much all of it from start to finish. Really? Yeah, I liked the story, short story, a lot. Oh, it's be. Do you know what I disliked? I just liked that they, sh- they time-shifted. Oh, okay. I wish they would have just stuck... With the original time, because yeah. it's set in the Civil War, and then yeah. moving forward. That would have been better. I agree. Because uh, it was, I think, what was it like Katrina, like around Hurricane Katrina? It was still like down in the south dies, and whatever. Yeah. yeah, I just wish. Yeah, I wish they would have stuck to the to the original. I'm sure he was good, but Is I that just Fitzgerald. Yeah. Oh no way. Okay. Yeah, and so I couldn't get into it because I was annoyed. It was too much right of a off the hop yeah. from by the setting. I was like, nope, I'm out. Can't okay. do it. Okay. I'm sure he was very good. There's just this one, like, moment where it's him and it's Kate, and they're finally, like, that meeting in the middle, mm-hmm. and they're on this vacation, and it's sunset, and they're just both, like, just the two most beautiful people at that time. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's a stunning, stunning shot. I also really liked him in The Tree of Life. I never saw that. I don't care for Terrence Malick. Which is just a, wow, it's quite a trip, that movie. Um, I like to use bits and pieces of it in film study to talk about different like camera angles and shots because mm-hmm. it's very very visual and they're like the whole script for the whole movie is like 50 pages long like it's such a short script there's no dialogue almost but he was really 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 good in the mm-hmm. scenes that he was in who doesn't who plays his wife like there's someone Jessica Chastain yeah they're just she, he's like 20 years older than her but it, it worked okay it was fine for like yeah. the time because it was set in like it was set in the fifties, and so you know there, there was oh, that okay. you know yeah okay it was but he was really really good in that really yeah I liked him a lot huh. but yeah so I've been watching that now I'm like oh more Brad Pitt so I'll watch the end of War Machine I'll report back next week and okay. I'll let you know well I've got more but so far free time now so far I'm super enjoying really it. yeah it's okay. really really good who else rounds out the cast um that's a really good question I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying that to not be... Not memorable? No, and it's people that I generally, like, don't know either. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Topher Grace is in it. He's uh, a PR guy or whatever, so he's not really in a lot. He's just kind of on the periphery, which is he's good. He's also a fun, a, a fun I'd like to pace. <laughs> a face I'd like to find. Yeah, him and Tobey Maguire. Co- coincidentally, they look a little bit alike. They do. <laughs> which is why Topher Grace made a really great... Eddie Brock to Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Oh my god, movie. I was just thinking, wait, have they been in the same movie? They sure have. Yeah, they and have. they look similar enough that, like, 
Eric I Foreman. Think for both of them, it's their voices. Eric plus Foreman. what they look like. <laughs> Just all of them. And how they act terribly. Adam Scott. Most of the time. Um, no, I love Adam Scott. I think that Eric Foreman, speaking of Tova Grace, also belongs on the island with like Ross mm-hmm. and um, Ted from How I Met Your Mother. As it's just like characters that never Archie Andrews. and Archie Andrews <laughs> characters that never need to speak to anyone ever again. Yeah, just like and also cast them away. John Locke and hmm. the philosopher. No, from Lost. <laughs> I mean, John Locke probably wouldn't mind being cast off on an island. That's to be true. perfectly honest, and Q from Star Trek. Yeah, and there's a lot. <laughs> Interestingly, all men. What? <laughs> what? Well, no, there's a female. Well, Cheryl Blossom can go on an island. Yeah, pro- I'm I sure they'd somehow make her probably. their queen, but I'm just <laughs> so. Probably. Just by virtue of her being, like, the only woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do we got? <laughs> we're way off track. We're now. way off. No, we're not, because we, you talked about your, your death comes to Pemberley. Um, you say stuff and things? <laughs> I don't know. I'll think of something. That's literally what it says in our document. It is what it says in our oh, document. Oh, Aaron Judge, question mark. Oh, yeah. So, I've been watching lots of baseball lately, because um, it's a good sport to watch when you got, like, stuff going on, because you don't have to, like, pay a lot of attention. It's not, like, high intensity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the Yankees are on a six-game skin, and it sucks, because no one's making fun of me yet, so maybe that's okay. But <laughs> I would like it's them to you're win. watching. I suppose. I'd like them to win some games, but it's been really fun. Um, and I've been talking to my dad about baseball, which has been kind of nice too. It's like another thing that we can sort of do and yeah. talk about. Um, but it's just been really fun to watch. And what I think is really cool, yeah, because they've been in California the last like eight games or whatever. Um, and there's like people dressing up in like judges' robes with like the wigs and stuff oh every my time God, Aaron Judge love it. is up to bat. And so they were just playing in Oakland, and he grew up like. 65, 70 miles outside of Oakland. So there was a bunch of people that he knew from, like, from back home who would come Aww. in to watch, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it's been really interesting, like, watching people watch him play, right? Because he's so, so, so good. Yeah. And he can swing the bat. Like, he's just unbelievable. And people are kind of just discovering it and... Yeah. As he is, sort Yeah, of yeah, because, I mean, he's 25, but he's still a rookie, right? And because baseball is that different. He went to college and, like, played college ball, and then they developed their... Players so what much did he study in college? I don't know. Communications? Potentially. Oh. Whatever. When you're, when you're gonna make it to the big leagues, I don't know, you gotta worry so much. I guess so. Um, but no, it's been, it's, that's been super fun for me to, like, watch and kind of enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they're not playing tonight because they're a travel day and they're playing tomorrow night and they're not on TV. And I, that's, like, actually a thing that I'm thinking about, but, like, I have a thing tomorrow night, so it's probably not gonna matter. Mm. Um, but I was kind of annoyed. It's like, oh, I'm gonna have to go find somewhere to watch them. Yeah. Which has never been really a thing that I've thought of before. Oh. To, like, go and watch a baseball game at the bar. Yeah. Or whatever. Or, like, find a stream to watch. I've actually, down, like, streamed baseball games. What? That's not a thing that I would do. It seems very strange to me. For me. I did a lot of that shit with New Jersey this year. And it is fucking infuriating. It really is. Ugh. I remember doing that, like, when I lived in Ireland. And I would, um... Should we just, like, share a center rights package this year or something? Maybe. Ugh. Such garbage, though. I know. Maybe we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. If anyone wants to donate to our <laughs> Taylor Hall watch watch party fund, that'd be great. If anyone wants us to talk about him more, yeah. Oh you... my god! Oh my god! Just got a message for what? an essay that was given me today. I'm just wondering when my essay will be marked. Oh, never! It's not gonna get marked till tomorrow, pal. 
Kids are the worst. Yeah. Like, are we superhuman? No. No. Um, but yeah, it's been fun watching baseball. And I like baseball in the summertime. It's good. I'm going to Boston later in the summer. Oh, yeah, and your big old road trip. Big road trip. I have a plan. I'm going to try and see if I can write every day while we're gone. Oh, like a travelogue? Kind of, and see <gasps> if I can do something with it. And, That'd like, photos and maybe, like, do a thing. That'd be amazing. Maybe. I'd love that. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Oh my god, Megan's Road Trip Adventures. Yeah, it'd be, be interesting. But yeah, we're going to Boston for a couple of days, because uh, uh, Reva's brother lives there. And um, she'll probably not want to come to a baseball game. But the Red Sox are playing at home. Mm, and so I might have to... That's really fun. I might have to go check out a game at Fenway, just to, to go and do it and see it and whatever. Yeah. Um, and Alex, who writes at the, Euler, at the Oilers Rig, lives just outside Boston. So I told him I was probably swinging through, so we'll see if we can... That'd be awesome. Go to a ball game or whatever. Because he was here in March and he went to a couple games, Oilers games and stuff. Um, and it just dawned on me, and I hope Reva listens to this episode, I really do. Because we've been friends for a very long time, her and I, and it just dawned on me that people listening to this probably assume that she's my girlfriend. <laughs> just the way that we've had... Cause it, and it, they wouldn't be the first people. Like, my family has done it. Not my parents, but like extended family. Oh my god. Like on Christmas Eve, she came to my aunt and uncle's house because we had like that terrible snowstorm on Christmas oh, Eve and we didn't get off work yeah. until the 23rd and she was going right. out of town um, and she didn't want to drive on Christmas Eve because the roads were so bad she wanted to go during the daylight yeah or whatever the next day and so I was like oh you should just come you know and so she did and then I remember texting my cousin like at, right after we left and I was like how long after we left did people start talking she's like oh as soon as the door shut oh my god um, but we just spend a lot of time together because you know we sing in a choir. Like, we just spend lots of time together. Wouldn't be the first time people have thought that. But she's not. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's funny. Bizarre. It's very strange. But, like, we're very much... We joke about how we're drift compatible, like, from Pacific Rim. <laughs> we absolutely could. Like, we could do that. Because we think <laughs> the same things all of the time. And she'll, like, text me every once in a while with, like, just, like, a very out of context, like, something from, like, a show that she's watching, like, X-Files or whatever. And I will know exactly... Yeah, and anytime I say this, (laughs) denied. (laughs) And anytime I say the phrase "you mean to tell me," we both laugh because there's a great line in one of the X Files episodes with Robert Patrick where he's like, "You mean to tell me they're robots?" Oh, because humans. Well, no, because he was the Terminator, right? (laughs) Which is so funny. Anyway, and every time I every time I say "you mean to tell me," we just kind of laugh because it's like this (laughs) thing. So anyway, I just it just dawned on me as I was saying that yes, Riva and I are going to to, no, to Nova Scotia this summer for a month. On a lover's road yeah, trip. Yeah, not my girlfriend. P.S. That's so funny. Anyway, so I hope she listens to this. I'll make her listen to it. <laughs> Probably on the road trip. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I have anything else. Oh, we have our president's thing ended. That we didn't forget about this time. We Hooray! didn't forget about this time. And it was Lincoln versus Obama. Yeah. And recency bias. I think so. Barack Obama won. Yeah. And I disagree with that result. I kind of do too. I kind of thought FDR was going to win anyway. Yeah. I'm sort of surprised that that didn't happen. But I guess Lincoln makes sense. Yeah. But Lincoln was absolutely... A better, a better president, president than oh, yeah. Obama. Like, Obama socially was really important. Yeah. But in terms of Actual, groundbreaking things that were accomplished... Um, yes. Really not the same. Yeah, uh, Lincoln abolished slavery. Yeah. Obama 13th Amendment much. Didn't. 
Um, <laughs> you know, ACA is important. It's very important. It's so important the Republicans are trying to get rid of it real I quick. I know. That's such a fucking disaster. That whole thing, just watching all of it. Oh, um, it's painful. Like, when's he getting impeached? Soon? I don't know. Apparently Flynn is... Oh, yeah. Apparently he, like, lied made about... Made a deal and is now, like, essentially cooperating with the FBI. He has to, because he apparently lied about a trip to Russia, I think, or something. Some, Another one. Something. Ridiculous. And, like, all of these things that are happening, if this had happened under Obama, or if this had happened under, like, Hillary Clinton, they yeah. would have been pilloried. Yeah. So, anyway. It's oh, bizarre. much. It's bizarre. Yeah. Whereas, like, on Saturday night, Rufa and I went to the symphony. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great joke for hour now. Um, and the the director of the symphony, the like, the music director, uh, Bill Edens, it was his last... This is his last season as a music director, mm-hmm. and so it was his last concert as conductor oh, on wow. Saturday night. Um, and so at the end, no, at, the, at intermission, uh, one of the MPs uh, for Edmonton Center, Randy Bossano, yeah, and then the director of um, the ESO. I whatever, think he's my MP. Board of director. Uh, so Bossano comes out with a letter from Justin Trudeau. Oh, that's really um, nice. As like a letter of congratulations and thanks to. Do um, people move? To, uh, no, they didn't. Well, no, we're at the fucking symphony. Of course they didn't. Okay, true, um, <laughs> true. That's his demo. That's it wasn't right. a hockey game. Um, but no, then they, and they, um, he thanked Edens for his contributions to, like, not just the Edmonton arts community, but the Canadian arts community, sort of taking the ESO and really putting it on a world map and, like, being able to attract these, you know, international stars. And I mean, obviously, maybe you don't know who their, yeah. their guest performers are, but, like, if you follow orchestral musical circles and if you're paying attention to like you know um up and coming pianists and violinists and cellists like you would know who these people are um and they brought in some great stuff and they've commissioned some great works and yeah it was really cool but it was funny because we were sitting there listening and you could hear Trudeau's voice like in the letter oh yeah yeah. you know like just in in the phrasing and whatever and so that was kind of cool and so it's it's just a very interesting like juxtaposition so you think that he actually wrote it himself I think he did wow or at least had you know, input a significant amount of input. Yeah. And so was, that's just a very interesting juxtaposition with, like, that was on Saturday nights, and then, like, Sunday morning, Donald Trump was like, everyone hates me. Yes, well, rightfully so. because you're a piece of trash. Um, it's just a very interesting, you know, yeah, look at things. And I've been also following on Twitter now, I follow um, the French president. Macron. Macron. Yeah. He's phenomenal. And, I mean, he doesn't translate all of the tweets don't all get translated into English, but... The ones that don't are great. Really? <laughs> Some of them are quite scathing. Um, but then they translate them into English. Um, and it's been... It's cool to see, like, that as well, because his Twitter is very much like Trudeau's Twitter, and, 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 like, Obama's Twitter as president was very, like, open and, you know, semi-transparent, and, like, do, this is what yeah. we're doing, and, and here's where we're going to be, and this is what we're doing, and then, you know, Cheeto Face is, like, um, haters and losers, and, like, it's just <laughs> the language is... It's just so, so fascinating haters to me. Haters and it's so so it's hilarious he even that, that was his father's day tweet in 2013 it was like happy father's day even to the haters and losers i know what i know what and it's so funny because can you even imagine like i'm just thinking about how justin trudeau like i don't agree with everything that he's done and i think that he's gone back on a lot of what his promises were yeah but overall there's things to be oh happy about sure yeah um, but even just remember, like, how he kayaked up to those people. Can yeah. you imagine Donald fucking Trump in a kayak? Only no. if the kayak was upside down. <laughs> he's 
drowning? Yes. He can't get out. Can't get out of the skirt. And then he just dies. And then comes back to life. Oh, no. Because you know he's not human. Oh, no. Don't write this fan fiction. No, nobody nobody needs that fan fiction. Nobody needs it. We only need one. And we want that. We don't even want... No, we don't even need one. Nobody needs it. Um, It's terrible. So, yeah, I guess... Yeah, I think the reasons you buy has played a role in that presidential... So, oh, yeah, that's what we're that's talking about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I think Lincoln was better. I think he was, too. Overall, with what, yeah. what he tried to do. But I appreciate that there's there's a lot of appreciation of Barack, I think, especially now. If we would have done this poll yeah. while he was president, yeah, way different results, I think. I think, you know, that's probably a fair... I think that's a fair... Because there's still that appreciation for him, but yeah. not... You know, this wishful thinking <laughs> that's definitely in everyone's minds. Remember how nice it was? And, like, Trudeau and him had that dinner date, which was, like, glorious to see. Oh, yeah. And, and they, just like, like, hugged after. Yeah. Just, like, oh. Just, like, two cool dudes, if man. Only. Just two cool dudes. Yeah. If only, if only. No kidding. Um, is that all? Do we want to move that's on That's all. Our... We got a shit ton of questions. We do, because I said, oh, we'll even talk about Chris Russell if you want us to ask us questions. <laughs> and everyone asked about Chris Russell. everyone was like, oh, Chris Russell sounds good to us. Um, we don't really want to talk about Chris Russell. I for sure don't. I'm not, I mean, you can respond to those questions. I'm not even going to bother. Okay. Okay, hang on. Um, oh, oh so many oh questions. God. Oh, oh my God. Lord. Chris just sent me eight memes. Why are you sending me memes? <laughs> um... Okay. Oh, so the first question that we got um, from Sonia and Mark Francis, who I don't know. He likes math, apparently. Oh. Oh, he works for the Kelowna Rockets Department of Analytics. There you go. Um, and he tweeted at us? He tweeted at us. He follows our podcast. That's oh crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, Hi, Kelowna. Most anyway, of my family his there. question is, and this is a question, and I don't know if you saw it, but it's, this is a good question. Is the phrase, Saturdays are for the boys, sexist? No. And isn't it similar to Girls' Night Out? No. And Girls' Night Out is not sexist. So, but do you know where Saturdays are for the boys? Like, where that's used, right? Barstool. Yeah, which Barstool is a problematic yeah. production. And that's become one of their slogans. Yeah. So is it a sexist phrase? No. Even with the stuff that they... Because what... Did you see their tweet uh, earlier this week? With that teacher in the States who was like... I did, and it was disgusting. Yeah. But the phrase itself, sexism has to have a certain negative connotation to it. Criticizing or or denigrating in some way one gender. Okay. Saturdays for the boys does not do that. Neither does Girls' Night Out. No. There's nothing denigrating against boys and Girls' Night Out, and there's nothing denigrating against girls and Boys' Night Out. But if that just if hit. that phrase, let's just say, if the I phrase was you. Saturdays are for the boys because girls can go fuck themselves, but if that phrase <laughs> if, that, if, if that phrase becomes like let's say somehow exclusively associated with barstool, does that change its connotation because of the bent that they take on mm. some of that stuff? Because that was what I was thinking when I when I looked at that question. I was like, well, this is an interesting question. Well, still no. If it was Saturdays or for the boys, no, there has to be something else to it. Do you hear that <laughs> yeah. air horn? Yeah, there's a word. We're, we're going to die. <laughs> there's a sad air horn happening somewhere <laughs> outside. It's like, Mrr. Um. So anyway, there you go. 
But, like, what's another sexist phrase? Like, I what's a sexist phrase? I'm I even trying to think of one. I'm not sure. Um, like, a sexist phrase is women can't drive. Yeah, that's true. Right? Not that women can't drive, the, the phrase is sexist. And <laughs> clarify that right there. What do you mean? Well, you're like, a sexist phrase is women can't drive. I'm like, yes, that's true. It's <laughs> like, wait a second. Oh, no, I snorted again. <laughs> um, that is incorrect. <laughs> But, but it the is the phrase, phrase itself, itself yes, is sick, yes. right? And there's there's nothing in that in Saturday f- or for the boys. I That's think fair. there's a negative association with Barstool for our side of things, right? That's but fair. in and of itself, no. There you go, Mark. There's an answer to your question. And we're so excited you yeah, follow us. That's awesome. And we hope that you find something engaging here. Um, but also, to... if the Rockets want to sponsor us, yeah, or somebody, <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anyone, yeah, let us know. <laughs> We'll talk about, we'll learn about junior hockey. What? <laughs> yes, we will. But our, our very beloved Leon played there. Oh, he did. That's he right. did. But only Which, for a little bit of time. Read Amanda's question, because that's the answer to Amanda's question. Um, yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, Shane Doan on a one-year $3 million contract. Um, if it's a $3 million contract to never play a game for the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers, yes. Shane, we're, we really appreciate you coming out, but we'd like you to just stay home. Here's three million dollars. If we sign him for three million dollars and then arrange to have his leg broken in four <laughs> places so he's on LTIR, yes. Oh my god, Tonya Harding him? Yes. That's Whoa. how much I hate him. Whoa. So there you go, Greg. There's the answer to your okay, question. Better question. Yeah. Who does the tire ironing to his leg? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good question. So is it, it's got to come from within the team, right? Yeah. Uh, who... He's Can pro- I throw someone out there? He's probably pissed off everybody on the team at some Can point. Can I throw time. someone out there? Yes. Little baby Benning. <laughs> I was thinking maybe nude. Just like, mm. you know, all quiet and unassuming. And just hacks the bone. He just snorts and neighs. <laughs> <laughs> or Talbot. Count Talbot. Mm. Um, yeah, no. No Shane Doan. I don't like Shane Doan. Um, in case you're wondering about Shane Doan, he is going to test the free agency market away from the Coyotes because he's been in the league for 874 years and hasn't won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, Ryan wants to know, top Nicolas Cage movies of the last 15 years. Well, let me remind you that the bottom one is USS Indianapolis. Don't watch that movie. It's so bad. I'm trying to think. I think I've seen one Nicolas Cage movie in 15 years. Um, see, the problem with the... And it was in, Port of Call, the, Bad Lieutenant. The problem with in the last 15 years is there's been, like, one that's decent and it's National Treasure. Ooh, love National Treasure, actually. Malcolm because just watched it for the first time, and he's like, she has some major Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, because the problem is the best Nicolas Cage movies are Leaving Las Vegas, Con Air, The Rock, and Face Off. Mm-hmm. And Gone in 60 Seconds is pretty good, too. And those are all oh, outside that 15-year band. So, oh Ryan, God. I hate you for putting that limit on that. Because Gone in 60 Seconds, what was that, 99? 99 or 2000. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. Oh, my God. And that I was know. more than 15? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm shattering my fucking world right now. That's because, um, well, think about the age of the kids that we're teaching. I'm so old. Like, my grade 10s were born in 2001, some of them. The end of 2001. Isn't it crazy that next year we're going to have post-9-11 babies? I know. Like, that's insane. That's bizarre to me. That's absolutely insane. So, Nicolas Cage's other... Let's look. Um, well, he did all the Ghost Riders, right? 
Oh, and those are so... Ugh. Didn't he do that, like, witch witch hunter bullshit something? Yep. Wicker Man. Wicker Man. So bad. I didn't see that. Something about bees. Oh, wait, what, what year are we in? 2017? So 2002. Here is a rundown of Nicolas Cage's... <laughs> is he getting the Adam Scott treatment right now? <laughs> filmography. <laughs> Snort count goes out to doom. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be in the episode title. So from 2002. Oh, Adaptation was actually very good. Um, Sunny. Oh, you did Wind Talkers as well. Matchstick Men, National Treasure, Lord of War. Not terrible. Weatherman. Weatherman. Yeah. The Ant Bully, which of course is an oh, animated Oh, that's animated, movie. yeah. The Wicker Man, World Trade Center. Oh, he was in Crudes, right? Um, Ghost Rider, Grindhouse. Next. Um, National Treasure Book of Secrets, Bangkok Dangerous. What kind of name is that? <laughs> Two nouns just put together. Or a noun and an adjective. Knowing, terrible. Oh, G-Force, so bad. terrible. Astro Boy, meh. Anime. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass was good. Oh, I liked him in Kick-Ass, actually. Sorcerer's Apprentice, which I didn't see. Season of the Witch, Drive Angry, Trespass, Seeking Justice, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, Stolen the Crudes, Frozen Ground, Joe, and his character in Joe, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the titular character. Film called Rage, Outcast, Left Behind, Dying of the Light, The Runner, Pay the Ghost, The Trust, Snowden, in USS Indianapolis, Don't Do It. Um, Doggy Dog, Army of One, and then this year, this year. How many movies? Can I guess how many movies? Yes. Five movies. Six. Oh. Um, Arsenal, Vengeance, A Love Story, Inconceivable, Mom and Dad, The Humanity Bureau, Looking Glass, and then he's got five that are TBA'd. Yeah, one he's filming right now, and then four that are in development. Looking glasses at the Alice in Wonderland movie. Um, I there's no, there's nothing for it. So I don't oh. know. Um, so to answer your question, Ryan, the top five there now that I have a list in front of me, I would say adaptation. Sure. National Treasure. Yeah. Lord of War. Sure. Have you seen that one? Yeah, it's good. I liked it. Um, okay. Kick ass. Uh, what what else is? Who's the other guy in Lord of War? And I don't know if there's another one that's any good. Um, so I'm just gonna not. I'm just gonna go with there's four. Four. <laughs> that's all I can do for you. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah. Yikes. Actually, Wind Talkers was pretty good too. I liked Wind Talkers. Have you seen it? I haven't. I know that's about though. It's not bad. Um, what do you think's going on in his life where he needs to pay off some things? I don't know, but it's really funny because whenever I think of all the movies that he's been in, I think of. Um, uh, when Andy Samberg would play him on SNL on like Weekend Update and he's like how am I not in that movie yeah <laughs> and then he would talk about like how he had this idea for a movie he's like hey it'll be on theaters next Friday <laughs> it's just like it, like from like conception to the, of the yeah. idea to the, all of the production in like six days yeah cause that's kind of what it feels like cause he makes a lot of movies he does make a lot of movies he's not great no I'm heard he's great in what is it moon moonlighting yeah I think that's the that. one with Cher yeah didn't he win an Oscar for that one? Maybe. I think, was was it? I think it was Leaving Las Vegas that he won. Oh, Cher won for Moonlighting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm pretty sure it was Leaving Las Vegas. Is it he... Moonlighting? Uh, Not Moonlighting. Uh, Moonstruck. 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 Um, yeah, because Leaving Las Vegas, he was really good. Mm-hmm. The Rock, Connor, Face Off. Oh, City of Angels. Yeah, that's right. Snake Eyes was real bad. And then Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, that was 2000. Gone in 60 Seconds was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, Peroxide Blonde, Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Good times. But yeah, he's just been in some real stinkers. He has. So there's your four Nicholas Cage movies, <laughs> Ryan. I can't, I can't pick up another one. I can't oh, do brutal. it. 
Um, Jess wants to know new non-hockey podcasts. Okay, I have so many Jess. Good, because I don't. Come in at you. Just opening it up. Um, these are the ones that I subscribe to right now. I talked about my brother and my brother and me previously. I really like the cryptid factor, which is so irregular. There's only been one since November 6, 2016. But is Reese Darby, who I love, the New Zealand actor and comedian. And him and his friends, including, um... Uh, David Fair, who did that documentary Tickled. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're obsessed with like cryptozoology, but in like a making fun of it way. So they talk about with their one friend crazy things. Uh, Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell is really good. I haven't, season two just started. Um, How Did This Get Made? I listened to Dear Hank and John. I listened to Nerdist. I listened to Stuff You Missed in History Class. Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Um, the Adventure Zone, Someone Knows Something, James Bonding is good, Death Authors Podcast you would really enjoy. Do you know comedian uh, Paul F. Tompkins? Mm-hmm. He did this great thing. It was in 20, like, 13 to 2015, but he interviewed as H.G. Wells, dead authors. So he okay. went back in his time machine and collected okay. them. Cool. And the one that I would start with is Matt Gorley as Ian Fleming. Okay. And it's fucking hilarious. Cool. Those are really fun. Um, and I used to listen to Savage Love, um, Dan Savage's podcast, but once a week was just too much to keep track of, so I kind of only tune in every once in a while. But those are a lot of things. I'll maybe... Post a list. Screenshot them or yeah. post them in a list or something like that. Um, so the party's over wants to know, how much for Yager? I don't know. I don't know. Was he? What was he getting paid? Like four or five? I don't know, but he's, I don't know, he'd be okay on a one year. He wouldn't be okay on a one year. Because he's old. <laughs> like, and that's really the only reason. Um, I don't know. He's old and I don't think he really wants to be permanent anywhere anyway. No, probably not. No. Right? So just one year here, one year there. Has Yager won? Did he win with Pittsburgh? Two. Yeah, he won both. Okay. So I think. he. Ninety-two. Ninety-two for sure. So he has one. So he. Ha- so he's not really chasing anything except dollars. Do you think? Um. Yeah. Maybe another win. I think he wants to also play at least fifty just to do it. I think is kind of How the thing he wants he? to do. He is forty-five. <laughs> It's doable. He could do five he, more years for sure. If anyone's gonna do it, it'll be Yarmir Yager. Like it won't be anybody else. Um, his what did he have? His contract. Um, no, what's happening? His contract this year was uh twenty sixteen seventeen. His cap hit was four million, but he got paid um his his whatever. Yeah, it was four million bucks, but his actual salary was um five point five. Because of bonuses? Uh, no. Well, yeah, but also, yeah, gameplay bonuses and also, no, and because that was just the way his contract was structured. Um, oh. Anyway. I'd say three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. No, probably no more than a $4 million dollar cap it. I don't think yeah, we no want a bigger four. cap it than that. Um, but, hey, if we were going to have somebody who's, like, old. And can play. And can play and can it. I, I would take him over, oh, I don't know. Two potatoes and laces? Yeah. Just leave it at that. Yeah. You can put names on whichever ones you want. Uh, he yelled, party, party's over. Also wants to know, what's the deal with me and Shizako Endo? I can't stop reading that guy. And I it took me a while to figure out. I just looked him up today. He's like did a Japanese Silence. Roman Catholic author. Yeah. And I, I did read Silence. Did you? I did. 
I heard its structure is really interesting. Quite some time ago, and so I'd have to maybe read it again. So I don't know why you can't stop reading him. I'm glad you are, though. Yeah. Because that's a great non-traditional... Yeah, that's awesome. ...diverse author to be reading. That's wonderful. Um, Jess wants to know, thoughts on baths? Oh, love baths. Fucking love baths. Give me a bath over a shower any goddamn day. Really? Really. Not a fan. I hate standing up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I don't know. There's something about being in a bath that I don't know what it is. I'm not, I don't love it. I love, and most of my books, especially my Harry Potter books, are utterly water damaged because of this. Oh is that reading gives in the me tub. anxiety to think about. Having a book in the bath? Yes. Oh, water damaged greatest. books. Just anxiety. So no. Never loaning you a book. Love them. Um, <laughs> and if I'm going to loan you a book, you're going to read it at work. Because you're not allowed to read it in the bath. Um, no, I don't like them. I just. No. I think it started, like, mostly after I had my foot surgery, because I couldn't stand. Right. And now it's just a habit that I've gotten into. Like, in the okay. past year, I've probably taken three showers. Oh, wow. They've all been baths. Wow. Now we have a bunch of hockey questions. We already talked about hockey. Oh, no, we have, so, like, so many hockey questions. Oh, my uh. God. Okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. For which... Oh, you'll like this question. For which of the two do you have the greater expectation this coming season? Darnell Nurse or Matt Benning? Because those are both players that you like. Um, I think little baby Benning showed a lot this year. I think mm-hmm. Darnell, Darnell has more to grow than Benning does, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. So, like, Darnell has a bigger upside? And he's got further to go to get there? Further to go to get there. And I honestly think he has higher expectations on him than little baby Benny. That's fair. Yeah, I I could agree with that. Or Um, LBB, as he will now Now forever forever. be known. Poor guy. Um, Yeah, I think I could agree with that. I think, yeah. I I think my expectations for Nurse are pretty high. And I think they might be unrealistically high. Me too. So. Which was such a surprise. Get rid of Chris Russell and find someone else. Well, which was such a surprise how Benning just threw his body around yeah. this year. Yeah. And did it well. Yeah. Like, his checking was yeah. always strategic and, and Whereas, well-timed. like, Nurse, not so much this past season, but last season, he was very much like a giraffe, like a baby giraffe. Yeah. And, like, really not being able to control his limbs. Yeah. Right? And I think he gained a lot of muscle weight this yeah. year, too, which really helped with yeah. that. And he's, he's this year I noticed he was a better skater, too. Yes. Yeah, he obviously did some work. Yeah. Um, from Tyler, less a question and more just wanting Megan's reaction to the inevitability of Trelly opening Vegas for Russell with a lifetime contract. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have a lifetime. table ready to flip. <laughs> I might film it. We'll see. I can't. No. <laughs> I just. You're too angry already. <laughs> and it's a hypothetical. Oh, he's so. So, okay. Here's, here's the thing about the Chris Russell. Just in general, Chris Russell. I'm just gonna text you a picture of Peter Shirelli. I'm not <laughs> that I took today. I'm I'm not gonna say that Chris Russell is a bad hockey player because he is a much better hockey player than most of the people in the world who play hockey. So I, it's not fair to like quantifiably say he's a bad hockey player or qualitatively qual- qualitatively. But I can fairly objectively say that Chris Russell is not a very good NHL defenseman. And this is sort of the crux of Matt Henderson's argument mm-hmm. about Chris Russell, for which he has received death threats. So fucking chill, guys. Jesus. Yeah, that's unreasonable, um, as I've tweeted. But I think the thing with Chris Russell... Um, I made a joke the other day because the, the Flames traded Chad Johnson for Mike Smith. 
Um, and my buddies who are Flames fans are not happy about that. And, like, Chat rightly Ocho so. Ochocinco? No, not Ochocinco. Oh. He retweeted some stuff about the trade, though, which was amazing. Whoa. I think I think he name searches. Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Um, just like Diggy from The Bachelorette. I said something about him on Twitter, and very quickly afterwards, he liked it. And I was like, wow, way to name drop there, buddy. Anyway, whatever. Um, here's the... So, so, anyway, so this trade happened. And Kent Wilson from Flames Nation was like, um looking for uh, questions for their mailbag. And I was like, do you think the Flames will take Chris Russell now that they're going to need someone to block shots in front of Mike Smith? And yeah. people were like, shut up, Megan. Fuck you, Megan. And I was like, that's funny. And I was like, please just let me have this. I was like, I'm never going to hear the end of it when the Oilers signed Chris Russell yeah. to like a $6 million a year deal, right? Like, because it's going to be something terrible. Yeah. Um, the problem with Chris Russell, and I've said it before, and I don't understand why people don't understand this. Being good at blocking shots is a great skill to have. Sure, but he wouldn't have to block so many shots if he could just get the goddamn puck out of the zone. That is the problem. Yes. Okay. So the skill that he has, while it's a great skill to have to be able to block shots, it's it's, throwing his body in front of the puck instead of doing his job. But and that's exactly (laughs) to be able to block shots is fine. But he's he's good at that skill out of necessity because he's bad at the other part of his job. Right. And so, do I want them to sign him to a big deal? No. Two years, three and a half, sure. Mm-hmm. That's, like, about it. I don't want any more than that. But apparently Calgary offered him some money, and he was like, mm, no, I'd rather sign in Edmonton is kind of the thing. So, Well, how much money did they offer? Ah, uh, four and a half. Oh. Yep. But does that mean less in Edmonton sure, just to Sure, I hope so. I feel like if there was going to be a monster deal, it would already have happened. I think, well, part of it is the, no, part of it is the protection thing, because if they would have signed him, so. they would have had to protect him. And how do you justify protecting Chris Russell over, like, even Zach Cassian? Which, like, that's the thing. So doesn't that mean that they really don't want him? Chris Russell? Yeah. Well, if no. If they're not willing to sign him and protect him, then why fucking bother? Because I think, well, because because you can make deals with Vegas to not take certain guys. Right? Right. And tell them not to. Um, so that's, and then, Ugh, so. The, I don't understand this fucking sport. <laughs> so Amanda's question, it comes on the heels of that, and it's a really good one. What kind of celebration will you two have if Chris Russell gets picked up by Vegas? Um, the table that I'm going to flip, I mm. won't flip. Yeah. Maybe I'll put some balloons, like, in my house and in my classroom. Oh, that's so nice. Tie some to my car. Um, maybe I'll find out where Chris Russell lives and see if he needs help moving. <laughs> oh, how, how altruistic of <laughs> you. Um, because I know, like, his wife's expecting and, you know, they've got a bunch of family around here. I get it. But, yeah. and there's got to be a rough time. So if they need any help, I'm in. Oh. I got it. That's wonderful. Um. I know a realtor. They need help selling their house. Like, I'm I'm all in on this. You're there to help them in this trying time of transition. Absolutely. I'll have no reaction because I really don't fucking care. No, she doesn't care at all. <laughs> see the eye roll. He's not in my top eight, and so he's dead to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Um, also from Amanda. She had lots of questions. Sure. Um, <laughs> Why won't the Devils announce they've re-signed Luke Gazdick and put me out of my misery? Because Luke Gazdick is he's an objectively so terrible Amanda. hockey player. He's he's, so he's like Chris Russell caliber, but yeah. as a forward. 
And maybe not even as good as Chris Russell, and that is saying something. In my booby prize for my draft this year, or my playoff bracket contest, I gave away a signed picture of Luke Gadzik to the person with the least points that <laughs> I won at a pint Oilers Nation <laughs> contest, because um, I didn't fucking want it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah, so... It used to be right there. It yeah. sat there for oh, fucking Oh, yeah, it's not months. there anymore. It's not there. Um, so, I know you like his beard. And it's pretty glorious. It is. And he looks really good in glasses. There's a picture on the Instagram when he looks pretty good in glasses. Glasses and very Like the picture with him and Taylor and Connor? That one? Yeah, that's good. But there's there's one more recent one, I'm pretty sure. He needs rounder glasses. Um, but he's just bad. He's not good. And picking like truly Amanda picking your players based on their beards, like while it's okay. It does maybe lead to some unhealthy attachments. It does. We know about this. Um, no, I picked Taylor Hall long before I knew he'd grow, grow a beard. And so I feel... Although, I feel, as we did discuss, he had a good beard in junior, He Megan. did, but he didn't grow one. And there was not even a hint of one for the first, like, four years that he played here. That's true. Um, that is true. And it wasn't because there was no hint of playoffs, because there was no hint of playoffs the last year he was here, and he still had a beard. So, just saying. And it was a great So run. good. So, picking, picking guys because of their beards, not a great move. No. And that's coming from us, two irrational, two insane very, people. Look at what we've done. <laughs> look at what we've done with our lives. <laughs> Learn we, from us. <laughs> we started a podcast and we talked about Taylor Hall for what? Like 45 minutes of the first hour of our of our show? Um, and I just straight up tweeted at, at him this week. I know you did. I saw that. Because I just... And I was like, you have no shame, do you? Don't give a fuck anymore. No. Um, she didn't have the question. She doesn't have the question. Who should I get on my new Oilers jersey? And seriously, so excited for all the orange because she went to the University of Miami. Well, no, the orange is awful, so that's gross. You should get a dry sidle jersey. Yeah, a Hundo P. Dry yeah, Sidle he's jersey. pretty great. He's pretty great. If you want to pick a player based on beards, a beard, it's a good beard. dries your man. It's a very very good dries beard. your man. Um, so that was from Amanda. No, 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 no. There's one more question. Oh, Muse about... Oh, no, there's... Oh, another really good question. I don't know if you saw this one. Mm-mm. Muse about Imagine Trades with Vegas. I.e., like, they take um, Manson from Anaheim and will trade so-and-so for him later. I don't know. I don't even care. Like, I, at this point, I just don't care. And you know why I don't care? Because I just don't care. <laughs> like, unless somehow a trade with Vegas gets Milan Lucic off of our payroll... Then you'll care. I legitimately do not care what they do. I don't care if they pack, package their first rounder this year and get somebody good. I think it's because all the people I care about are protected, and so it's just like, Vegas, do your thing. Yeah, like, I'm not... I will care if they take Jujar, because I, I really want Jujar to succeed in Canada, because yeah, I think that's good. important for a lot of who things. he yeah. represents. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I really like him as an addition to our team. Yeah. But other than that, I just... I just don't care. I just don't care. No. I think, like, for that, you know... Go to biscuits or go. Yeah. Go to puck soup. They yeah, they'll they'll talk a lot about that. Oh, can. puck soup will be great this week. I'm so ex- I know I told you this, but I cannot wait till. I hope they do an award show. Yeah. Just like last year. Oh, I have it here. Here's a here's a here's a an either or for you based on that tweet that you sent me earlier today. Who has the best generational booty in hockey? Connor McDavid. <laughs> Or Sidney Crosby. Oh, Sidney Crosby, 100%. Oh, man, that was so funny. Connor's booty leaves it much to be desired. Yeah. And, like... Which is surprising, like Wish- because he is so fast. Like Wyshynski said on Fox 2 last week, it's kind of like a... Sid's is kind of like a shelf. It is a shelf. It is. 
Because I saw him tweet that picture okay. of, of, of Sid, like, in profile. And did I send it to you? I feel like I texted you did. it to you. You did. Oh, 100% you did. <laughs> Dave, what I want you to do, and I hope you're listening, is, you know that Kim Kardashian <laughs> <laughs> champagne? Yeah. Do that for Sydney, please. And <laughs> just send it to Megan. Because <laughs> she'll really love it. I'm going to cry really love if it. you do. Really Probably love tears it. of joy, but still, going to cry. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. Here's our, here's our last question from All Hustle No Hands Who is the NHL equivalent to Wonder Woman? Okay. We got to think this through. And he says, I have an answer. It's good, but I'm not sure it's right. From a different land? Are we going, like, real definitional here? Of, like, just from somewhere and, like, doesn't understand how the world works? Um, in <laughs> North America? Because <laughs> um, I would say, even though he's not in the NHL anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> that interview Ooh, was, was, really was, good. was amazing. Was really, I can't believe he got shit for that, because I think he... I think he did a great job. Great job. And it wasn't even like, it, and it wasn't as like homophobic as I was expecting it to come out. And but like, also, British said some really interesting things yeah. about how foundationally the U.S. and Russia don't understand each other no. and never will. But that they're also very similar. Yeah. In so many ways, like in that like it was fascinating. That it sort was... of like weird manifest destiny kind of way. Exactly. Um, so there's that. There, there's British. <laughs> oh God, that was brilliant. <laughs> Um, I think maybe, I, I don't know, I feel like Malkin, maybe, like, Evgeny Malkin could be kind of that. Uh, it has to be someone, I think there's that exotic element to it. Someone who comes here and just makes it work. Somehow. Somehow. Despite. Everything. Everything. Well, maybe Yager, then. Yeah, maybe. Longevity. Yeah. Yeah, like ageless. Flowing locks. Yeah. Yeah, he's an ageless, ageless yeah. yeah. Maybe he's... Doesn't age like normal people anyway. No. Um, yeah, it could be him. Could be him. But, like, or or is the question, like, who is... Who's got it all. Who's the savior of the NHL? Oh, okay. Very interesting. Different question, then. PK is over. PK? Well, it depends what you're saving yeah. the yeah. NHL from. <laughs> from. If it's from themselves. From itself, then PK. 100%. Yes and no, because they're well, so blind to understand that yes. it is PK. Um... <laughs> God, probably just default Sydney then. Is there anything he can't do? No. Like, really? Grow a super oh. thick beard. He's getting there. Because, man, that there. first time they were in the playoffs in 08 against, with the Red Wings in the final. Just wait till it's gray, Megan, and you're going <gasps> to die. die. I will be dead. You're going to die. Oh, my God. No, can't wait. I don't think I'm ready for that. No. No. I can't believe he's two years older than me. I know. I feel like he's still Sid the Kid. He's what, 30 now? 29. When's his birthday? August 7th. Oh, yeah, of course. 1987. 8, right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> that's, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. And I'm not 100% sure what, what you're asking. Like, but if it's like the savior, then yeah. I mean, do you know who it's not? Patrick Kane. No. He's awesome. <laughs> if we're going real literal, probably Amanda Kessel. Oh, yeah. Hillary Knight? Hillary Knight, yeah. Pretty great? Yeah. Phil, maybe? Just Phil Castle? Just Phil. He's great. He's so great. Oh, God. Can you imagine Phil in the bracelets? In the costume? <laughs> pay to see that. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Um, Here's another one for you, Dave. Phil as Wonder Woman. <laughs> Phil as Wonder No, I don't approve. I think I would rather have Sid as Wonder Woman. Um, just for reasons. Um... <laughs> 
that aren't Phil as Wonder Woman, basically. Um, is there anything else? Oh, there is another question here that came to mind. Why exactly are you a garbage fire? And the second part of the from from Matt, and the second part of the question is why is Chris Russell a garbage fire? For that part of the of the question, Matt, I'm gonna direct you to Henderson's posts at Others Nation about Chris Russell and like all of his fancy stats. Mm-hmm. That should pretty much clear it up for you. Why are we garbage fires? I think we've addressed this in episode one. We did. Um, mostly we just like unabashedly love things. Yeah. Like, a lot. To the point where it's like, okay, it's too far. It's a lot too far. And you far. have a problem. For example, if I were to open up, like, our text message conversations, why would you send me that picture? <laughs> you are a monster. Because it's a terrible um, shirt. It is a terrible shirt. So, of the photos that we have it's, sent each other... It says swagger other, out. And I have deleted some because I had to, like, reformat my phone or whatever. And I, So, I don't know when this is from, but we have 2,029 photos that we what? have sent back and forth to each How other. How do you know? Because when you open it up in, like, the info, in the conversation... Like here? Um, yeah, and you hit if you tap that picture, it'll... Oh, mine so, always says 19. Oh, yeah, we have sent 2,029. 2,000? <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. I would love to look through them and see how many of them are, like... <laughs> are they a lot? I only have so, 19. I don't know why. So far, they're not a lot. Um, they really aren't. So far, they're not a lot. Uh, there's lots of screenshots of conversations that we've had with other people. There's a lot of just there's a lot of screenshots Leon. of other things. There's a lot of Leon. Oh just my some God. Chris Pine lately. Lately, some Chris Pine. There's Connor McDavid tying up some kids' skates who literally looks, looks like he like doesn't like want to be there at all. Wants to die himself. Uh, Taylor Hall like smiling about things. Um, emails. There's a picture of like a hand with hands as hand. As, that like, is me and my sister's favorite fucking thing. And I even <laughs> sent her a video from Doctor Strange where that happens, <laughs> and we lost our mi- hands. It's so fucking funny. I can't get over him. <laughs> There's a picture, a screenshot of Big Chief Beef Jerky <laughs> from when they, they followed me. <laughs> and I was like, sponsor. Um, yeah, so anyway, there's a lot of Taylor Hall pictures. Um, some of them, and yeah, so we... It's just being very open. Being very open about things. And um, just being absolute a piece of trash for those things. Yeah. yeah. So my question to you, was it Matt? Matt. Is what are you a garbage fire about? Because we are garbage fires about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of things. A lot of things. I'm garbage fire for this fucking shirt, Peter, <laughs> she realized. We're going to put that um, on our website, just so everyone can see this. It says, 13 in Bermuda, swizzle, swagger out. And I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> and he's just in a Tim Hortons with his gross-ass mustache and... Sunglasses that I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage wore in 1986. <laughs> and I just, I'm boggled by it. Um, I'm just looking again through this. There's a really great, um, there's a really, really great picture here. Screenshot from Twitter. Um, the teacher says, okay, who can count to ten? And the students say, one, two, five, six, Tokyo Drift, seven, eight. <laughs> And then the guy who tweeted that, he's like, every person who fact checks my Fast and Furious chronology is getting reported for harassment. Because <laughs> yeah, that. that's incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, we're just garbage about a lot of things. There's an awful lot of Taylor Hall here. There's a picture of Taylor Hall 
um, sitting beside Sidney Crosby at the All-Star game. With his tongue out? With his tongue out, and I feel like I might have spiraled out of control with that. Which, Avery, our dear friend Avery, sent me uh, a link to Taylor Hall's protected Instagram account. <gasps> what? Because it's, it's a real thing that exists. And he can see into it? I don't think he can, no. <gasps> he was just, but he knows that it's there, right? Oh um... Is Avery, are you going to the BioSteel thing? He says he is. That's what he told me. Oh, he's going to be there on Friday, isn't he? Oh, no, I'm not going to No, be I there. think he might be away. Well, I he... thought he said on Twitter he's going to be oh, there. Oh, maybe. That'd be good. Um, I'm not going to be there. So you have to interrogate him. Anyway, so I will we'll see. But I said to him, I was like, if you ever get into that circle of trust where you can see screenshots, my friend. Screenshots. Screenshots or you're dead to us, Avery. <laughs> Pretty much, Yeah. <laughs> So, Matt, that's what we're garbage about. And we will send you, every day in the mail, a flat-brimmed hat until you acquiesce. <laughs> oh, man. Or real fedoras and not chilbies. <gasps> Ooh. Or, like, a pork pie hat. Or, like, a, a boater, like a straw. Yeah. 1920. The helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a dunce yes, cap. Yes, yes. Or cap. the umbrella hats. Ooh. We'll make him wear them until he does. Well, it's just functional, really. There you go. Avery, that's your punishment. He doesn't listen to this, probably. No. I wouldn't either. We called him out last week, and I didn't we did. get anything. Nothing. So he clearly... I mean, he's busy. He, he is He's busy. busy. He's got some things going on that are bringing him back west. Which is good. And I'm Which happy cool. about that. But, um, like, listen to our fucking podcast, Avery. We talk about you sometimes. Also, if you did, you could probably be a guest. Yeah, well, and if you're going to be back in Edmonton for a while, we'll absolutely have you on. Yeah. That'd be great fun. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of laughing. Avery's also garbage for things, so it's all good. He's garbage good. for a lot of different things, but too. he's uh, but he's, and he's got lots of good insights because he's got some media connections and stuff, so he knows lots of things about lots of things. Um, he's been in Strombo's house and like Strombo does those like Sunday nights. Oh, I love those. Yes, yeah. which is super cool. Avery, you're living a life, man. He is living a life. You're living a great life. Um, so I think that's all we have for like questions and stuff. I don't remember there being any more, and if I missed your question, I'm very sorry. Um. Have we checked the email as of late? Uh, I checked it yesterday, maybe. Okay, there's nothing there. No. No, there's nothing there. Okay. Um, that's all we got. That's all we got. I don't think there's anything else I have to talk we about. for a really long time. Did we? An hour even and 49 had, minutes. Even though we had four things on yeah. our list this week? <laughs> and, like, my, my actual garbage was, like, stuff and things? Maybe? You spent, we spent a lot of time talking about leap year. We did. Undeserved time. More time than anyone's no. ever talked about leap no, year. Matt good at Matthew Good is so good in that. He is. He is just a charming and motherfucker. Not Matthew Good band, which is great. But like Matthew, but good, Matthew good the Welsh Matthew Good. Yes. Um, oh is he Welsh? He is Welsh. Oh, there's a lot of Welsh dudes mm-hmm. that are great. Would you End say they're sentence. good? Oh boo. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my home. Yes. Leave my home. Oh, I'll take my computer and go home. <laughs> Um, so thank you again for listening to us on Stitcher and iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play, if any of you are doing those things. I don't know. Um. Especially considering schedules have been real yeah. erratic. Well, and I was thinking we might have to wait until next Monday to record again, because you got your I do niece this weekend. Year. Yeah. And then me, and then I don't know, you're going up to Whitehorse, aren't you? The weekend after. Yeah. When we could back? do two next week, though. When are you back? I'm back. The Monday, but I think we're going to Red Deer. Okay. So probably the, the Tuesday. Okay. So yeah, our schedules will be a little wonky for a while, but then we'll get some things sorted out. Yeah. And then we'll let and you know. And then hopefully some guests. Yeah. Once we sort of have some things figured in, like, some time and whatever. Because for some reason, we know some really interesting people on Twitter. We do. That have 
offered they would like to talk to us. Yeah, which is strange. And I'm really excited for the one because there's just a story that I want to hear about Dan about how oh yeah he's connected to us somehow. Yeah, that's so weird. It's so weird. It's very strange. Um. Well, maybe he's connected to us the same way that you got a phone call from the New Jersey Devils last week or whatever, the week before. And they sent Chris an email, too. Is that, oh, that must be because you bought tickets to them. Yeah. They must have and it was his email, but my phone number, well, which whatever. Phone number and I sent them an email because they were like, oh, we want to talk to you about our new season packages. And I was like, hi, James. <laughs> Thanks so much for contacting me. Um, I love everything. I'm in Alberta, so <laughs> I really appreciate the gesture, but I can't really... Can you hook me up with tickets you. for when the Devils are in Edmonton? Please and thank not. you. Probably not. No. Anyway. And also, I just don't really want to go through that again. No, that's fair. Because it hurt my heart in a lot of different ways, and they're going to boo him now. Oh, of course. And I just can't handle my, my precious boy. It's all good. Just remember, just remember, the Oilers and Taylor Hall won the same number of Stanley Cups this year. It's all good. As did the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. It's true. Actually, never mind. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Don't actually. <laughs> I was, I was going to I was gonna try and make another another how many goals joke, goals. but I can't do it. No. I can't. It's not. It's not going to work. No. Um, so, like, you, if this is what you enjoy, you can follow us <laughs> some more. We have an email. Garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we have a Twitter account at garbagefirepod. I am at... <laughs> I am at Garbage Fire Gals. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a website. I'm, I'm at, at Mig14. Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me today. We do have a website. Um, we put some, like, our show notes, which this... There's going to be a lot of like, photos on this. Skeleton. Year. Just skeleton yeah. notes this week. Um, show notes and whatever. At, you can find us at garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. Um, if you're listening to us on any one of those platforms, if you could drop us a review, that'd be sweet. It would be super sweet. It'd be sweet. really great. We'd like to, you know. I just really want to take down Puck Soup. I feel <laughs> We're like, coming for you, which I feel like be. the quality is. Are we? We're not. Less so than us. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know what our episode title is going to be. No. We don't write our episode title until after because <laughs> we have to like remember what we talked about, and I'm pretty sure I know what it's going to be. Um, oh, God. <laughs> And I was trying to work in a thing that Kelsey said this week on Google Chat, and I couldn't do it. Me neither. I should have with Little Baby Benning, but that little was the opportunity. Little Baby Benning was pretty good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, no kidding. That would have worked really well. Yeah. I'll see if I can do it next week. And if yeah. I can, then I'll tell you what it is, because it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, so that's all we have. That's so it. thank you so much for listening to us. I'm not sure why you do, but we super appreciate it. We do. And thanks for all the questions. Yeah. And if you have more next week, just send them our way. Mm-hmm. We will do our best to address them. No more Chris Russell talk because we don't care. I don't care about Chris Russell. No. Nope. The only Oiler talk I want to talk about next week is, oh, who they picked in the draft. Or what they did with that pick. That's the only Oiler talk I want to have. Yeah. Unless they do something great. Like big blockbuster trade. Or unless somehow someone invents a time machine. Yeah. Then we'll talk all about it. <laughs> And <laughs> we won't have to cry. No. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, one year anniversary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing. We're going to talk about it because we're going to write that thing. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm excited for that. That'll be awesome. It's going to be great. Um. Yeah. So thanks a lot for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. Yes.